fact, you're right the fuck on time. Welcome to the podcast, episode 19. Woohoo! Rolling right along. Really enjoying doing this show right now. It allows me to talk about every fucking thing I want to talk about. It kind of sucks. Like, about 10 minutes after the show ends, I have enough material to do another show. That's how much material is available out there right now. So much fucking going on in the world, but I'm really enjoying chatting with you guys all about it. Really appreciate you joining me. As always, if you want to support the show, we'll start out by talking about that. First of all, Patreon. Patreon, a great way to support the show. I'm up to 46 patrons, $217 a month. I'm rich, bitch. Hell yeah. If you want to support the show, please consider doing that. I'll do this show as long as you guys continue to support me. I've lost a lot of money doing my regular show doing this show, but I don't mind because I'm really enjoying doing this. I just, you know, I got to pay for the animal somehow. So if you guys love the show, want to see me continue doing it, please consider becoming a Patreon. Patreon.com. Podcast. And uh, I also have this thing where it's on SoundCloud now. I don't have the last episode up yet. I didn't do that. I didn't do tonight's episode. Probably do that later on tonight. But uh, this makes it also available on Spotify. A lot of people are using Spotify for podcasts nowadays. So I'm on Spotify now. And I'm also on iTunes. And I'm on uh, Stitcher. I think that's what it's called. So I'm all over the fucking place. You can watch the audio, listen to the audio version of the podcast anywhere you are. In your car, all over the place. So be sure to enjoy that shit. And also, as you'll see underneath my little window here tonight, over here, I am, um, I moved the chat window to be nothing but super chats, because last week, uh, last show, basically I had it to where it was showing nothing but Facebook chat, and there was nobody watching on Facebook, so it was all just trolls leaving messages telling me how horrible I am, so the entire fucking episode was nothing but troll messages. But for now, you guys can send me super chats, and your super chats will show up here underneath my beautiful face forever on my video. So your comments and questions will be seen forever in these videos, and so that's pretty cool for you guys, right? So super chats is the best way to support this show. If you enjoy this show, please consider supporting it. All the money I make goes to the Human Society of Mississippi Animal Sanctuary, where we rescue animals that are at risk of being put down, which is pretty fucking cool. We do good work here. So be sure to support the show if you want to see more of it. Super chat, super set, super chat. It's a little uh, dollar sign in the chat window, and you can click on that. You can super the fuck chat out of me. So we got a good show tonight. We're going to talk about the Zizak Peterson debate. Anybody watch this? Oh, God, it was so fucking boring. But for those of you who don't know, basically these are the two greatest geniuses on the planet right now, apparently, from what everybody says. Jordan Peterson, who is, like, to me, he's like the poor man's smart guy. Just a word salad idiot who just doesn't really ever say anything intelligent as far as I'm concerned. He just talks about the same bullshit over and over again. And Zizek, who I was really open to, like I wasn't all that familiar with Zizek going into this. I've heard like about him. He's like almost like this cult like legend. He was going to come in here and he was going to slay Peterson and destroy Peterson. And I was like, shit, yeah, get this fucking left wing Marxist guy in here to crush Peterson. And uh, I don't think it went that way. I think he did horribly, in my opinion. But we'll talk about that. I am in the minority, of course, when it comes to people who watch the debate. People watch the debate seem to think Zizek destroyed Peterson. And, like, that ain't really hard to do, in my opinion. Pretty easy to destroy Peterson. He's not that great, in my opinion. But, you know, people thought he was great. So uh, we'll take a look at that. And the tickets were going for, like, off-the-chain prices on this thing. I can't fucking believe it. That's the wrong one how expensive these fucking tickets were going for. They said that the local playoff game for, I guess it was basketball or something, were actually scalping tickets for less than they were scalping tickets for the Zizak Peterson shit. $4 for a bottle of water, $3 for Starbucks coffee, $3 juice. They Capitalism went out in this thing, definitely. 
Fucking people were paying all kinds of money. And in this debate, in my opinion, the only loser was the people paying money to see this bullshit because you got ripped off. Totally wasn't fucking worth it at all. So, yeah. The sad thing is, Peterson shows up. Peterson has a year to prepare for this debate with Zizek. You know who Zizek is. He knows Zizek has a ton of books. But does he go read any of Zizek's books whatsoever? No. Does he read any advanced Marxist philosophy whatsoever? No. He does no homework, does no research, and instead decides to read, refresh up on the Communist Manifesto real quick, which is basically like the introduction to Marxism, but it's like been fleshed out, fleshed out a whole, whole lot since that was written. There's been a lot of other ideas put out there that have basically made it a more cohesive ideology. And so the fact that Peterson did absolutely no research whatsoever before he went up against Zizek was just sad as fuck. Neither one of these guys came prepared at all to do this debate. They were both, as far as I'm concerned, evenly to blame for how much of a shit show this thing turned into. But, yeah, uh, basically Peterson just invented his straw man of what Marxism is to him, something that nobody in the audience believes, something that Zizek himself doesn't believe, and he spent most of his time fighting against the straw man that he created, which didn't make for a very good debate, in my opinion. So basically what I did was I went through it and I did a play-by-play for those on Twitter, and I'm going to read you guys what my play-by-play was. And if you haven't seen this, God, it was so fucking boring, all right? I had Peterson just do his usual spiel, and then Zizek was up on a fucking high chair the whole time. Like, I guess he was too good to stand or something. And so he basically just sat on a fucking high chair and read off a piece of paper for 30 minutes. It was fucking awful. So we're going to read you guys my play-by-play. And uh, be sure to send me super chats while I'm reading this. Got one up already, but I'll wait till I get a few more before I read them. So anyway, finally watching this Isaac Peterson debate. Here's my play-by-play. Peterson opens up with 10 minutes of rambling, like he always does. Word, solid bullshit. And he basically does nothing but use the naturalistic fallacy in an attempt to argue for maintaining the status quo because hierarchies are natural. Basically, that's his whole spiel. It's like, hierarchies are part of nature. Even lobsters have hierarchies. Basically, all we are, we're robots who get conditioned by things due to chemicals in our brain, and the chemicals make us compete for more chemicals in the brain, and that sets up naturalistic hierarchies. So, hierarchies are normal and good, and so we really shouldn't worry about it. We should maintain the status quo because, you know, it's just part of nature. But this is a naturalistic fallacy. Yes, hierarchies are a part of nature, and so is rape. You know, there's lots of fucking things that are part of nature. Like, rape is a valid uh, way to pass on your genes in the natural world. But as human beings, we've overcome our naturalistic tendencies, and we've realized that some of these hierarchies are not beneficial to society, not beneficial to mankind, and so we examine them, and then we change the ones that are not beneficial, right? This is how we've always done. We just don't say, oh, it's just natural. Just leave it alone. No, motherfucker. Yes. There are lots of hierarchies out there, but these hierarchies are not what's in the best interest of mankind. A lot of us have seen this. A lot of us have observed this, and a lot of us are working working to change this. But people like Peterson, conservatives, they they just want to you know conserve. They want to conserve what is. They want to maintain the status quo. So a lot of his uh, spiel is that oh, unless you have your own bedroom completely in order, unless you have all your own affairs completely in order, unless your room is clean, don't go out there and try to change things. Try to change yourself first. But it's bullshit. You can both try to get your life in order, try to make yourself a better human being, but also try to change the world for a better at the same time. It's just so stupid. But anyway. Hierarchies are natural. That's just basically bullshit. Stupid is dumb. Anyway, so then uh, he makes the claim that in the modern society, it's no longer common to reach the upper levels of the hierarchy by exploiting other people. And the audience literally laughs out loud in his face over this. 
So this is how he tries to maintain the status quo. Oh, it's no longer common to just exploit people and to take advantage of them and climb the hierarchy. Now, basically, the only people that climb the hierarchy are people that are actually worthy. Because if you climb the hierarchy to the very tops and you're not worthy and you're not a good person, then they will knock you off the top. So, you know, the hierarchies are good. But, I mean, this is so stupid. Donald Trump is president right now. We know Donald Trump got in office by exploiting people, by lying, by manipulating that's how he got rich. It's just so silly. It's like you're talking to a child sometimes when you're talking to Peterson. His ideas are so basic. It's the basic same conservative shit you've heard forever. Then Peterson, Peterson then claims that grouping people together and then blaming them for society's problems is dangerous and something he avoids at all costs. This is a man who makes his living pretending to save the modern world from postmodern neo-Marxists and it's just so crazy. He's like, oh, that's what Marxist does. Marxism, they make everybody into two different groups. You're either the have or the have-nots. And when you do this, it's evil. When you divide people in groups and blame the other side for all your world's problems, it's evil and it's a problem. And I don't like this. I hate this. That's what identity politics is. It's exactly what the fuck he does. Blames SJWs and feminism and postmodernism for all the world's problems. Dude, so ironic that you don't fucking know what you actually say. No self-awareness whatsoever. Peterson spend, then spends another 10 minutes explaining why he disagrees with Marxism, but his version of Marxism is a version that is wholly of his own creation and is not shared by either Zizek or any of the Marxists in the audience. So it's almost an entirely a straw man, which it was. He basically just beat the shit out of a straw man, and everybody was bored, nobody cared. 10 more minutes, Peterson explaining... Oh, yeah. Ten more minutes, Peterson is still explaining why he disagrees with this strawman of Marxism. I'm watching it on a popular live chat, and you can read all of the messages the viewers are leaving. They are mostly deriding Peterson for not knowing what the fuck he is talking about. I watched this on a live chat. It had like 150,000 views, and I guess it must have been on a Marxist board or something, or something like that, because all the fucking people in the chat were pro-Zizek, and they were just going crazy over him, and I fucking didn't get it whatsoever, but I mean, at first, I was all jazz. I was like, yeah, man, Zizek ain't even up yet. He's gonna whoop Peterson's ass. It's gonna be some prime shit. I'm gonna learn all kinds of stuff, learn some new arguments that I can spit out on my show. I'm fucking excited, man, but it didn't turn out like that at all. I'll get there in a second. Another five minutes, and surprisingly, Peterson has just managed to name-drop Dostoevsky for the first time. Do Dostoevsky? Am I pronouncing that right? Words are hard. But anyway, this is the guy that Peterson loves to name-drop constantly. It's like Nietzsche. He constantly says that shit because it makes him sound smart. Other people that don't know what these motherfuckers are, they're like, ooh, he name-dropping these Russian motherfuckers. He's, he's intelligent. Peterson knows what he's talking about. But no, the stuff he says about this shit is just dumb as hell. Peterson says he doesn't believe we should even dream of having a utopia because even if we had it, we would just fuck it up on purpose out of boredom. That's basically the argument he gave. Yeah, you shouldn't even try for an awesome, amazing society because mankind needs struggle. We need to be downtrodden a bit to have some kind of adventures. And if we don't have that, we would just create that ourselves and we would destroy the utopian society. Lame argument, Peterson. How stupid can you get? Then Peterson argues that capitalism makes way more material shit than any other type of system. So we should just so we should just get the fuck out of the way and let capitalism do what it does. And uh, yikes, right? I mean, capitalism is good for certain things. Like I'm a social democrat, which is a form of capitalism. But capitalism has to be heavily regulated, otherwise it just breaks everybody down into a dollar sign. And you know, if they can kill you and take your life and just pay off the fine for killing you and taking your life. Uh, and still make a profit, that's exactly what they'll do. They are legally obligated to do that, to make as much money for the shareholders as they possibly can, regardless of the outcome, which is why it has to be heavily fucking regulated. Then Peterson called Karl Marx a narcissistic thinker, and the audience laughed out loud at him because irony, and that was funny as shit. 
There is no more narcissistic thinker than fucking Jordan Peterson. To call anybody else that is just ironic as fuck. Peterson then claims that every system on earth causes inequality, but only capitalism also causes wealth. And I pointed out that China has almost as many billionaires as America. And somebody commented that, yes, that's true, but China now basically embraces much of capitalism. And that's also true, too. China is basically a mixture of capitalism with a very authoritative government, um, very fascist society. So they're making money like gangbusters. Even Zizek agrees on that. He's going to talk about it in a second. Then uh, Peterson tries to pull a sleight of hand and excuse away the tremendous financial inequality caused by capitalism by saying that the poor have more money too, so the system is working pretty well. And that's basically what he does. He's like, yeah, man, there's great inequality in our society, but poor people have more money too, man. So everybody's richer now, so it's not really a problem that there's so much inequality in our society, but that's fucking bullshit. The rich have so much bigger piece of the pie than they pretty much ever had, I think, in the history of mankind. It's just getting out of hand because of capitalism. Has to be reined in. It's not good for the majority of people. And just because poor people technically do have less money than they had before does not mean the system is good and working for everyone. So just another way Peterson tries to maintain the status quo by doing a little magic trick. But we see right through you, Peterson. You're transparent. So anyway, then Zizot gets up there, Zizek gets up on his fucking high chair and starts reading off his piece of paper and like, I never had any experience with this guy, I wasn't familiar with him, but holy shit, this guy's, I want to say a character, but not really in that much of a good way, I don't think. I'll get into that a little more in a minute. Anyway, so right off the bat, he starts whining about liberals, basically just what Jordan Peterson does. He's wanting that people who attack him the most these days are left-leaning liberals. Yeah, no shit, dude. I mean, you write some of the most complex books, from what I hear. I haven't read them, but I hear they're very, very complex and very uh, detailed. And uh, they're on Marxist theory and discussing communism and capitalism and all that kind of bullshit. So conservatives aren't really going to read your book too much, dude. It takes high-level academics, and the vast majority of high-level academics are liberals, right? That's what the stats show. So obviously most of the people that are giving you shit are going to be liberals. They're the ones that wrote your book. Stop whining about it and use that criticism to up your game, to make yourself better. Uh, That's what I do. You know, I take criticism all fucking day. I use it like a video game. I'm leveling up off these little minions to get to the bosses. So I'm more prepared, have better arguments and shit, can speak better. And that's what you should be doing instead of crying about political correctness, they're attacking me. And we'll get into more why they're attacking Zizek, why the left attacks Zizek in a minute. And they have some valid criticism against this guy, in my opinion. I have valid criticism against him, in my opinion. So we'll talk about that more in a minute. Then Zizek says, modern China is the greatest economic powerhouse in the history of mankind, which has lifted hundreds of millions out of poverty and into the middle class. He says, China is basically a mixture of strong authoritarian state with capitalistic dynamics. And then he says, he's not so sure Chinese people are happier because of their government, but in his opinion, the search for happiness is overrated. And that's when he fucking lost me, man. He started talking about against how you really shouldn't seek out happiness in your life or that shouldn't be the main goal of your life and fuck that shit i'm a hedonist i believe in maximizing pleasure minimizing suffering on a universal scale like i'm all about fucking happiness i'm one of the happiest people i've ever known i've had an incredibly fucking happy life by pursuing happiness and i haven't done it at the expense of others i've actually tried to be a pretty good guy towards others i've actually tried to spread the happiness to others as well as for and as well as the animal kingdom so I just don't get why he wants to be so miserable all the time. The guy seems like a miser. He seemed like he had no solutions. He seemed very negative, and I just wasn't on board with his message at all, to be honest with you. 
And then he starts ranting about how Trump is the most postmodern president we've ever had. And it just sounded more like word salad to me. I know he's trying to counter Jordan Peterson and Jordan Peterson's postmodern bullshit, but he just started ranting about just inane bullshit. It really got old quick. And anyway, so then Zizek just openly starts reading a long monologue off a piece of paper. You know, at least Peterson memorized his shit. At least Peterson was slightly more prepared than that. But you can't have a pay-per-view that's supposed to be the two intellectual juggernauts taking on each other. And just sit there the entire fucking time and read poorly off a piece of paper. Don't even, didn't even look up for the piece of paper. Just sit there the whole time reading, fumbling over his words, fucking up. You know... And I'm not trying to like toot my own horn, but I've done public speeches before. I got up at NAPCON and gave a 30-minute speech. I wrote it ahead of time. I memorized it, and I gave almost the entire thing off the top of my head, off my memory. And I have like a ninth-grade education, man. I got like thrown out of school for the final time, like ninth grade. Got my GED after that. I'm not one of these big fucking intellectuals and definitely not one of these juggernaut brainiacs on the planet. You have to fucking be prepared when you're charging money for pay-per-views, when you're supposed to be being on this big debate against this other guy who's supposed to be a genius. Learn your fucking script, dude. Don't sit there for 30 goddamn minutes and read your shit off a piece of paper. It was just really, really lame and boring. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. Neither one of these guys prepared well enough to show up to this debate. It's just, that's the bottom line. You guys can suck Zizek dicks all you want to. Like, he has his fanboys that love his ass. They're ready to stand for him at a moment's notice. But he ain't good. He's not a good speaker. He's just fucking not. I'm sorry. You guys can ride right for him all you want to, but it don't change the fucking fact. I know English is not his first language, but that shit don't matter. When he's up on stage charging money to talk, he got to be better than that. He was not good. He just wasn't. Um, Zizek very clumsily countered Peterson's popular video where he claims that the writings of Dostoevsky taught him that in a society without God, everything is permissible, and thus it would be bad. That's one of Peterson's main arguments. He's like, no, I read a book by Dostoevsky, and that really influenced me that atheism is bad because without God, you'll just do whatever the fuck you want to. You won't have any morals or, or any kind of restraint whatsoever, which is complete total bullshit, obviously. And Zizek pointed out rightly that it usually takes a God to make good people do bad things. Almost always that's the case. I mean, I guess... Bad people will sometimes do bad things without God as a prodding, but usually to make good people do bad things, you have to kind of brainwash them by believing them God wants them to do it and they'll be rewarded for it. And uh, Zizek made that point incredibly clumsily, like probably the vast majority of people that watch what he said would not even get. That's the point that he was trying to make. That's how bad he was at making his points. But luckily, I am here to translate this shit for you guys because I am way better at understanding what he was trying to say than he was at saying it. Then he begins attacking white liberals. Oh, yay! He's one of these. Isaac is just another one of these. Anti-PC, hates white liberals, even though he's liberal himself. And he spent more time, I think, probably agreeing with Jordan Peterson about a lot of that shit than he did attacking any of Jordan Peterson's bad ideas. But anyway, he begins to attack white liberals, accusing them of blaming white people for society's evils, and says, by their willingness to denigrate their own culture, while at the same time championing other cultures, that makes white liberals guilty of the lie of identity politics. And dude, like most white liberals or myself, all we're doing is we're looking at history. We're looking at how history, especially in Europe and America, was mostly set up and created, the system anyway, by white people. And it was set up for the benefit of white people, and it was set up by white people on the backs of brown people and other people that were oppressed. And these things that happened still have effect today. And so we just look at the things that have happened in history, and we look at the effect that they still have today, and we're like, okay, well, this is reality. Let's just deal with this reality in, in, a, in a logical adult way. 
And he's like, oh, it's identity politics. You're denigrating white people. I ain't got nothing fucking against white people. I'm white as shit myself. But it doesn't blind me to the fact that white people have created a system that most benefits them and is not all that beneficial to a lot of other people. I mean, it is beneficial to the other people, just not as much as white people, you know. And so a lot of us want to make the system more inclusive and fair for everybody. And that doesn't mean we're denigrating our own culture or guilty of identity politics or whatever that bullshit is. I think uh, Zizek is still, I'm going to play some clips that kind of bear this out too, but he's kind of stuck in his own white culture beliefs. I guess wherever he's from, it's way more common to celebrate your white culture and shit. And he thinks that his white culture is being attacked because we want to view history as it was instead of how we wish it was. But anyway, uh, I officially hate that guy after that. I, I said that I kind of was just a joke. I guess he's okay, but that was cringy as fuck to listen to him say. It's the same old regurgitated anti-HW bullshit you hear from everybody. Then he goes on a long diatribe about Hitler for no reason. And eventually he did get to a point, but he basically did it by saying a million words he didn't have to say. Very much like Jordan Peterson does. Had nothing to do with anything. And he's still heavily reading from his paper. And his fans were going nut over, nuts over him in the chat. But I didn't fucking get it. And I start, I'm starting to think that maybe he's the leader of a cult or something. He has a very, very cult-like following that would just suck his dick regardless of what he says or what he does. Even if he doesn't have the ability to communicate concisely and well to his audience. Uh, I didn't get it. And then he finally got to his point about Hitler. And basically his whole point was he was accusing Peterson of talking about cultural Bolshevism when he talks about cultural Marxism. And for those of you who don't know, cultural Bolshevism was basically... The Nazi version of cultural Marxism was very, very similar ideas. And people like Peterson just rebranded this shit as cultural Marxism and spouts it. And so basically, uh, Zizek was accusing him of using it like a boogeyman, just like Hitler did to the Jews. And he's right about that, but that's not like a really uh, new point. That's not something that's mind-blowing or anything. That's something that many people like me have been saying over and over again. So he's just rehashing very basic arguments against Peterson. And he also did it in such a jumbled way that probably nobody who was watching that, uh, maybe a few, but not very many, very many people understood what the fuck he was talking about. So my translation was way better than uh, his jumbled mess was, in my opinion. And I can't believe people paid money to see that guy read off a piece of paper. Like, seriously. So anyway, he started reading off a piece of paper about uh, how horrible political correctness is and blaming other left people for pushing us in the wrong direction. Clearly, he really wants to be able to celebrate his white culture without being hassled by it. Seemed overly concerned with it, in my opinion. And then he started talking about French cheese, as Isaac did for some reason. Literally just rambling about nothing, having a hard time getting to a fucking point. And uh, he keeps touching his nose every few seconds and wiping himself down here like he's afraid. He's snotting all over himself and he's slurping, he's slurping up every word he says. It was basically like watching Kermit the Frog versus Sylvester the Cat. It was really bizarre. And everybody was like, he has tics, man. He has problems. Don't make fun of him for his tics and problems. Okay, fine. I understand he has his tics and problems. I get that. But he's doing like a live debate. It doesn't translate very well to a live audience. He is just not a good live speaker. That's all there is to it. Sorry if you're a Zizek fan. I'm sure he has genius books. I'm sure if I read a lot of it, I'd agree with a lot of it. I'm sure I might enjoy it. But he is not a good public speaker. And that's just what it boils down to. When you get a guy who's supposed to come on and supposed to debate another guy who's like, hate Jordan Peterson all you want to, but he is a pretty good public speaker. I mean, he can at least speak mostly without having to read it off a fucking piece of paper or some shit so i give him props for that and zizek just doesn't have it he needs to get a protege 
who's actually, you know, nice looking and can speak well, and he needs to train that protege how to go out there and make his points for him because he just doesn't have it, in my opinion. That's just me. So then he starts talking about the Bible and the Holy Ghost, and he's just rambling all over the place. This is Isaac again. Literally just reading long-winded nonsense off his paper. He keeps touching his nose and all that kind of shit. Um, and he read forever, said nothing important. He, and then finally, eventually, he makes a mild point. He said that capitalism puts profits over the environment, which is bad. Yeah, no shit. That's not anything genius to say. That's not nothing new or we never heard before. That's just a very basic idea that took him a million fucking words to say. I just don't understand. what. Where's the genius in all this? It's just simple shit. Um, very, very boring. He was not a good speaker. And then he starts talking about how global warming initiatives, some of them might actually do more harm than good. Just literally rambling about nonsense that has nothing to do with the debate parameters they were supposed to be talking about. It was really brutal. So much so I was actually looking forward to Jordan Peterson talking again. That's how bad Zizek was to me. And uh, then he starts talking about transhumanism and linking our minds together. Then he starts talking about if we should build walls or not. And then he runs out of time because he just literally read off this piece, of paper, this piece of paper for 30 minutes. And then he begs to read more. So they're like, okay, read more, dude. And he continues to read. And he says absolutely nothing of importance as he reads. Then he finally says that rich countries shouldn't absorb immigrants. We should just fix the other countries, which is nothing. That's, you're not saying anything. No shit. We should try to fix third world countries and countries that are oppressed and make them better so that people want to come here. Just saying we should fix them without offering any solutions is not saying anything. This dude's literally fucking saying nothing, nothing new of importance, in my opinion. So I literally did not hear a new single idea or anything special in that speech at all. He finishes by basically saying he thinks that the world is fucked and he's not optimistic whatsoever. So awesome that this guy is here giving a speech on happiness, doing a debate on happiness, when he seems miserable as fuck and can't even really string sentences together correctly. I didn't get it. So anyway, then Peterson gets to reply for 10 minutes, but like, what's he going to reply to? Zizek didn't argue about anything they were supposed to be arguing about. Like, they had debate parameters on, they're supposed to be debating about Marxism and capitalism and happiness, and Zizek just kind of went off on his own tangent and really didn't stick to the script on what they were supposed to be talking about. So there was really nothing for Jordan Peterson to can to counter so uh peterson starts basically mildly complaining that zizek didn't really address marxism which was supposed to be the crux of their debate peterson says he knows that there are problems with capitalism it's just the best solution and it's pretty clear that peterson doesn't want to change capitalism at all he likes the more of the laissez-faire capitalist system that we have and doesn't really want to see it more regulated or anything which is exactly what it should be and um so then he starts talking about the correlation between wealth and happiness. This is Peterson, and he's right on what he says. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, there is a correlation between wealth and happiness. When you're dirt poor and you can't afford the basic necessities in life, you're miserable, and when you start to be able to afford those things, you're much, much happier. We don't have to worry about where the rent's coming from or where your next meal's coming from or where the water's coming from. Obviously, that's going to make you a lot happier. But then he also rightly points out that... Um, Past a certain amount of wealth, it stops making people any happier to earn it. And that's true. They've done studies that show, like, I can't remember exactly what it is. It's like a couple hundred thousand dollars, something like that. And then over that, the happiness that you gain by earning that money basically drops off steadily. There's diminishing returns hugely. And I'm like, holy shit, dude, you're so fucking close to understanding what we're all talking about. People like Jeff Bezos, who have, what, a hundred billion dollars and shit? He would have worked exactly, the, exactly as hard for... Two million a year for three million a year than he would for a hundred billion a year. And it's much better for society if that money is divided amongst the people. You know, instead of letting this one person have all that money, have all that power, spread that shit out, man. Even if, even if 
the amount of money you taxed him wasn't enough to do that much good in society. It's still better not to let one person have that much power than it is to spread that power out amongst the people because money is absolutely power. Money, as the Supreme Court ruled, money is free speech and you can use your money to, you know, buy influence, change people's minds. It's fucking power. And letting these few people have such an immense amount of power is bad for the system. So money aside, even that is a good reason to nip this in the bud. And Peterson is so close to understanding this, but nah, it's not conservative. So he just won't allow his mind to accept it. Then he starts uh, downplaying global warming, which is what Peterson always does. If you didn't know, Peterson is a global warming denier. And he doesn't like outright deny it, period. But basically he casts aspersions on most of the science and he says that we really shouldn't do much about it because our solutions might hurt the economy. And he says that, uh, the world will peak out at 9 billion people and maybe adding another billion minds to this problem. Somebody will figure out the problem of global warming and shit, so it'll all work itself out. It'll be fine. Just magically. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Sure, all life on planet might be destroyed, but don't worry about it. It'll work itself out. Um, basically, that's what he says. He says that perhaps capitalism will make poorer countries richer, and then the people that live in those countries will care more about the planet, and they will rise up to help solve global warming which is a childlike argument, in my opinion. So stupid, but that's Peterson for you. Um, then he starts reading off his laptop. I guess he ran out of material. They're about 40 minutes. He's about 40 minutes in, um, and he's listened to Zizek for about 30 minutes, so we're like over an hour into this debate so far, and I guess he ran out of shit to talk about. So he just literally, much like Zizek did off his people's paper, just starts reading off his laptop. Boring as fuck. No conviction behind his words, whatever. Just starts reading the same boring bullshit he always talks about. He uh, says the that clearly the free market system of capitalism is the best to create happiness. And then he starts talking about Judeo-Christian values. And he's like, no, uh, capitalism won't save us, but stuff like Judeo-Christian values will. That's what we really need. And just so cringy and bullshit. Hard to believe so many atheists like Peterson when he doesn't like you guys at all. doesn't think you guys can be good people. And when you listen to enough Jordan Peterson, you begin to realize he has very limited material. He starts repeating himself and saying the same old shit over and over again. So in the last of his 10 minutes, he said nothing new, just rehashes the same old arguments that he always makes. And uh, so then he finished, and the audience clapped politely, and he sat down. And so Zizek got back on his high chair. It's Zizek's turn again. So uh, Zizek starts claiming that democracy hurts happiness because you have too much responsibility and no one to blame. He starts attacking democracy. Like, such a lame fucking argument. I'm like, this guy's supposed to be a genius? This is a stupid argument. Incredibly fucking stupid argument. Then he starts arguing against the pursuit of happiness again. And I'm beginning to be convinced that he has been sent to bore the happiness out of my life because that's all he's fucking doing, dude. I think the pursuit of happiness is a very good goal. As long as you're not only pursuing your own happiness, as long as you're pursuing people's happiness across the fucking board, very, very good goal to shoot for. And I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. He seems like a miserable old son of a bitch. Didn't win me over at all. And I was willing to. Like, I was way willing to be won over by Zizek. I thought I was going to be way more impressed than him than I was, and I just wasn't. Then he starts uh, ranting again like an insane person. He says very little, just ranting randomly about all kinds of shit. He says he agrees with Peterson on most of his criticism, or well, maybe not most, but a lot of his criticism on the Communist Manifesto. But he says the problem is, is that the Communist Manifesto just wasn't fleshed out enough, and it has been fleshed out much more over the 100 years or whatever since it's come out, and that Peterson's just not familiar enough with the new versions uh, to understand what the fuck he's talking about, which he's right, of course. Um, but Zizek is a horrible speaker, as I said. Um, 
cannot make a concise point to save his life. Randoms rants randomly, incoherently. That was a tongue twister. And uh, he rightly points out that capitalism is not going to clean up the oceans. It's going to take many countries working together, and the market would not fix it at all. And uh, he's, but he says also that he's pessimistic about the future. Says we're all doomed, and so it was just all negative, Nelly. So eventually, Peterson asks him a question. Ask him why he identifies with Marxism, and then Zizek gives an incredibly meandering, rambling, long-winded answer, where basically it sounded more like he was distancing himself from Marxism rather than embracing it. And Peterson had no clue what he was talking about, and it didn't matter because the entire thing was a fucking dumpster fire. And that was basically all I could handle of this. That was about 90 minutes of it, and it was so boring. That's all I decided to watch. Now, I heard that the later parts were a little bit more interesting, where they had a conversation with each other. And I watched some of that, and I still thought it was boring. And some people said that Zizek had a more positive ending statement, and I watched it, and I thought it was boring. I thought both these guys fucking did not show up prepared, and it was a shit show. I feel sorry for anybody that paid money to see this, and I did not fucking get it in any way, and that's my opinion on it. If you have a different opinion, hey, that's cool as fuck. You know, I I, I just didn't get it. I, I will try to read more of this Isaac stuff. I will try to watch more of his stuff, and maybe he will grow on me. But at this point, this dude should not be anywhere near live debates. He should not be anywhere near live television at all. Uh, it was just terrible. But the internet thought he won handily, and that was my uh, take, take out from it. Uh, and I'll show you guys some of the clips where people thought that he owned Peterson. If you read the uh, Twitter feed, like the Twitter search thing in about Zizek and Peterson, that, that most people said Zizek won easily, even though I don't think he won easily. I think nobody won. I think everybody lost in this. But here's one of the things that they said he owned Peterson on, and you guys can watch it and make up your own mind. That I described um, in the Communist Manifesto, that they're of extraordinary danger. And so it seems to me that by attempting to you know rescue the sheep you've in, you've sort of invited the dragon into the house and that seems to me to be dangerous and unfortunate here i can answer you by asking you my question because uh, you know uh, very naively uh, you mentioned first do you really where did you find the data that I simply don't see it. Okay, let me begin by this. You designate your, under quotation marks, I'm not characterizing here, enemy, or what you are fighting against, as sometimes you call it uh, postmodern neo-Marxism. I know what you mean, all this, from political correctness to these excesses of whatever uh, uh, spirit of envy and so on and so on. Do you think they are really, where did you find this data? I don't know them. I would ask you here, give me some names or whatever. Where are the Marxists here? I don't know any. I don't, who, who is a Marxist here? Show me any big names of political correctness. I think that- Like literally it took him 90 seconds to ask that question. Such a simple question you could have asked in 10 seconds, but he just rambles. It just, it's very frustrating. They, they fear like a good vampire fears garlic. And this is why they are already the one who is not a Marxist, but at least approaches economic topic, Bernie Sanders. He is already under attack as white male and all that stuff and so on. I simply, I simply, uh, w my problem would be with this one. What you describe as 
postmodern neo-Marxism, where is really the Marxist element in it? Therefore, equality. Sorry, where? Therefore, equality at these cultural st struggles, uh, proper names, how do we call each other? Do you see in them, in political correctness and so on, any genuine will of to change society? I don't see it. I think it's a hypermoralization, hypermoralization, which is a silent admission of a defeat. Right. I, just... I totally disagree with what Isaac said there, but basically he's asking Peterson to name the postmodernist neo-Marxist that he always talks about. It's the boogeyman that Peterson has created to scare people with. Peterson is basically just the new Alex Jones. It's basically his version of the Illuminati. The postmodernist neo-Marxists are coming to destroy Western civilization. Give me money. You know, it's just so easy to see through. But Peterson basically answers by saying that Something like 25% of professors and social scientists identify as Marxist, which doesn't really answer the question. Zizek is asking about the postmodern neo-Marxists that are trying to take over and destroy Western society, which is not what it's happening at all. It's basically what Peterson's basically calling postmodern neo-Marxists are a bunch of college kids who some of them who kind of go overboard. But they all want to feel special about themselves, and they want to uh, fight for something that they believe in that's going to help make the world better, which, you know, is respectable, in my opinion. Even if I disagree with SJWs or whatever you want to call them, at least for the most part, they're trying to make society better, even if they're naive in what they're doing. And so it has nothing to do with postmodern neo-Marxists or any of these ideas or any of these long-dead philosophers and their works. It's simply about these kids— viewing society and viewing history and trying to rectify the problems in history in modern times by making the system more fair. And does it go overboard sometimes? Yes, but it has nothing whatsoever to do with this boogeyman Peterson created. And that's sort of what Zizek was trying to say in his jumbled up way. But then, of course, Zizek had to also take a shot at these people. Basically, like, I think it's admitting defeat than being hyper-moralizing like they are, but it's, it's not. They're just trying to make the world a better place and if you disagree with the way they're doing it, fine. You know, you can criticize them for that. That's completely fair. But to, to misunderstand what's happening just kind of plays into what Jordan Peterson is doing. And that's that's a shame to see, in my opinion. Don't really see how he beat the fuck out of Peterson with that question, but I do kind of get it a little bit. And so a lot of people were posting about this. Wikipedia didn't help in finding any postmodern neo-Marxists. Is Isaac actually ruined Peterson? I think this is the same exact question that he that I just showed you, but that was somebody else's comment about it. But I don't really, really think he ruined Peterson at all. I don't think, uh, I think Peterson will walk away from this mostly unscathed. Now, people did say that in Peterson's Reddit forum, he was taking shit for not being as prepared as he could have been. But tomorrow, Peterson's fans will have forgotten all about it, moved on to something else. So, And so uh, some of the points that I disagree with Zizek on, let's, let's watch some of what Zizek had to say about Muslim refugees and whatnot. Um, this is Carlos Maza. He said, just a regular reminder that Zizek is bad and people who really love Zizek are also bad. So let's see what they think he's bad about. Page six of this book. Yes. We are definitely in the midst of the clash of civilizations, Christian West versus radicalized Islam. How is that not the rhetoric of the far right? My answer to clash of civilization is there is a clash within each civilization. There is obvious clash in Europe between. So then why talk of a discredited clash of civilizations? 
because it appears in the media as such, but I undermine because the you're trying to be provocative. No. Isn't that the case? In your book, page 103, you suggest that immigrants, especially refugees, prey on European women because, quote, that what they are doing is foreign to our predominant culture. They are doing it precisely to wound our sensitivities to our predominant culture. They are doing it precisely to wound our sensitivities. How is that not a statement that couldn't come out of the mouth of Marine Le Pen, of the Golden Dawn, of all sorts of horrible groups. Ah, wait a minute. Immigrants as a whole are trying to wound European Not immigrants, those who, who did there. I spoke about the Cologne that. attack. Cologne attack. Okay. And I spoke with people from there. I spoke when I was So you Bala. took an attack and generalized to make a generalized point about no, European no. culture. How is that not bigotry to take a one incident and generalize about people? Wait How is that not what the far wait right Wait a minute. Does? It was absolutely not a sexual attack in the sense of rapes and so on and so on. It was a kind of a provocation, if I may use the word that you use. They, they were, who, the attackers were provoking who? European culture. Seriously, a bunch of drunk thugs. My Arab, Arab friends told me that what happened in Cologne was also happening on Tahrir Square in Egypt. It happens regularly. And what do you extrapolate from that? I'm Nothing. Not, what's your conclusion? The, some kind but of it also happens in Germany at the Oktoberfest beer it's festival not the in Munich. Same. It happens at same. Mardi Gras. It's not, why is it not the same? Women get attacked in public places all over the world. Why are you racializing it? Why are you culturalizing it? No, I think you are here absolutely, absolutely simplifying things. You, you are. are sorry, Slava, you just said no, to me, you it are. happens in Terrier Square and it happens in Cologne. What happens? What is the lesson from Cologne and Terrier Square that you are making that you think is worth making? The lesson that is worth making is that we should talk openly about all these problems and not try to whitewash them and so on and so on. We are talking openly about the problems. Who says we're not? But he seemed kind of shook to me a little bit. Does not seem to be able to fire back when somebody's asking him direct questions and does kind of seem like he is using those attacks to demonize immigrants in a broader sense, which you have to be very careful to do. Most immigrants, most Muslims are very, very good people. Most of them, just like everybody else, are just trying to make a better life for themselves and their family and their children, and they're doing whatever they can to do that. And you cannot blame all of them for what the few bad apples are doing. Yes, you can call out the few bad apples. Yes, you can point out why they're doing what they're doing. Uh, but, you know, to cast hate on a wide group of people because of what a few did is just being part of the problem, not part of the solution, in my opinion. So here's what else he had to say. This is from, uh, I don't know how you pronounce this, Z Zinabik or whatever. Some of you are wondering why I've been critical of Zizek. First of all, he has spent the last few years actively boosting the most disgusting racist and transphobic garbage, demonizing migrants and trans folks like some pathetic anti-SJW YouTuber. Re his transphobia, see for example. All right, let's see what this is. No, if you talk to them. What you got, Zizek? Throw me. What is me here is that this LGBT campaign was totally out of touch with the worries, anxieties of so-called ordinary people. It had a certain normativity in it. Come on, work it out. Come on. I guess I should have downloaded these videos ahead of time. What the fuck? They pretend, oh, we just want equality for us. No, if you talk to them, their much more subtle reasoning is you who are caught in normal heterosexuality, you are a blind part of the ruling patriarchal ideology, while our position is somehow privileged, more radical, and so on and so on. So I think all this 
exaggerated passion for LGBT rights, for, for political correctness. I see in it a kind of a exaggerated wrong bureaucratic passion. Like 30, now you know the state... Well, but surely if you are a trans woman, you I want know to use them. the female toilet. Good, or why do you even say uh, uh, women? The trans are really trans, some of them. They don't want to be, neither but women... But if you identify as a woman, yes. you want to use the female toilets. I mean, it's quite simple, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm totally open here to claim that there are some people who don't want to do this. Okay, you have a third type of toilet. I don't have any problem with this. But that's compartmentalizing people. Um, no, because you know why not? Because the third toilet would be a kind of an empty toilet. All others. Yeah, there you go. Let's have trans people have their own toilet. Let's not let them use the bathroom that they identify with. And LGBTQ people. They're just trying to shove their agenda down your throat. It's just the same bullshit anti-SJW talking points. I don't see why this guy is such a champion on the left. He just sounds like Jordan Peterson to me in a lot of this shit. I think him and Jordan Peterson would get along famously about everything except for maybe their talks on Marxism. So I just don't get it, dudes. I don't get why the fuck this guy is so loved and admired and has such a cult-like following. Let's watch a little bit. No, I guess I already saw this one. Let's see. Let's see what he has to say here. Abstain. Or, of course, my proposal to British people, if anyone cares to listen to me, is abstain. Or, of course, vote Corbyn. But vote well, Corbyn. Of course, vote Corbyn. No, I mean, but if you need, feel the need to vote, vote Corbyn. But basically, oh. this will be another pseudo election. You mean because he's got no hope of winning in your No view. hope of winning, Theresa May. It's not really, it's not a real election. We, you, we're clear that we, we're not going to act. So, for example, on June No, 8th, we can act. On June the 8th, we shouldn't vote at all. No, if you ask me, I would say either abstain or Corbyn. If you were American, who would you vote for? No. I'm horrified at him. I'm just thinking that... Hillary is the true danger. Mm-hmm. Where have we heard that before? This guy looks like he's sitting around all day watching anti-SJW YouTube videos to me. I, I just don't get it, folks. Like, I, I know that you guys love this guy and you think he's some kind of savior of the left or whatnot, but he ain't, right? Just the same, same old shit. Same exact shit that they all say. Same talking points. Yes, he says some other leftist stuff besides this. Poorly. But he ain't good at it, in my opinion. Don't know. Anyway, I want to take a break here and read the Super Chats. Super Chats! If you guys want to Super Chat me, that's how I support the show, and I really appreciate it and really need it. Avery, the Pastor Nightmare, says, How are the animals? The animals are fucking awesome. Uh, we just got a new... Uh, what do you got? A kennel? Cage? Whatever. For Boomer. So he's enjoying his new, uh, new kennel. He feels safe in there, so glad to hear that. Planner Walk, 666, New Zealand. Thank you. So it seems Jeff Holiday unsubbed for me. Pretty sure it's your fault, Dusty. As he unsubbed after the podcast, I had you on. Seems you can purge people. Yep. Well, I don't blame him. Like, I kind of made him look like an idiot. I didn't make him look like an idiot. He made himself look like an idiot. I mean, when you call me out and then you're like, you refuse to own up to the call out and you run away and you block people when you call them out and shit. That just makes you look pathetic and weak. So, and of course, Jeff is the one who's, by his own admission, created Kekistan. So, fuck Jeff, right? But I guess he's doing better. I'm all about redemption and apologizing for the shit you've done in the past. And I guess he's done that a little bit. So I guess I'll give him a break a bit. 
Shub Negroth says, not Negro, Negro, Negro Roth. I don't know. That sounds racist. Keep doing what you're doing, man. I will, Negro Roth. Thank you. Avery Mason Nightmare says, have you seen the huge meltdown of one angry gamer over MK's new designs and boner culture? He had, he's so bad that other anti-HWers were telling him to cool it. No, I don't think so. Uh, oh, you're talking about Mortal Kombat. Yes, I'm actually going to talk about that later. That's what MK is. Yep, I'm going to talk about that and watch a little bit of that video. Should be funny, so we'll get to that later. Did Peterson really admit to not having read Marx? He said that he read the Communist Manifesto in college, but it had been years since he had read it. And so he had a touch-up on it, so he read it again. But he really didn't read any of Zizek's work or any of the advanced stuff whatsoever. He just stuck with the basic course. So, and this is the dude who's been speaking out against Marxism his entire career. Doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. That's Peterson, though. All you guys think he's a genius, but he's not. He's just a con man. He's got you guys fooled, and you guys are dumb as shit for believing it. Board Studios 99 says, As a conservative with few liberal views, I agree with you. You're great. Thank you. I appreciate that. I don't know why any conservative would think I was great, but I will take your money, and I do appreciate it. Travis Miller, Adala. Thank you, Travis. Mexican Zoidberg, Adala. Thank you, Mexican Zoidberg. Mixing Zori, $2. Thank you. That. Love you, Dusty. Keep up the consistent schedule. We'll do every Monday and Friday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. We'll be here. You guys be sure to hang out with me. Why shouldn't we strive to make the better plays? Yeah, we should, definitely. Stupid Peterson. Hi, Dusty. This is from Lobo. What are your thoughts in the rise of left-wing YouTube channels? Seems like an encouraging trend to me. Yeah, it's encouraging. There's only a few of them, though, really, in my opinion. Like ContraPoints and Sean Jin, Destiny, H-Bomber Guy... Like, only a few left who are really doing well. The rest of it is still anti-HCW bullshit nonsense. But, you know, better than it was. At least some people are making a little dent in the YouTube algorithm. So that's good to see. I'm all for it. And that's it for the Super Chats. Be sure to Super Chat me. You guys need to support the show, and I'll read your Super Chats. And as you can see, your Super Chats are being shown in the real video. So they'll be there forever. So you can immortalize yourself in Super Chats right now and support the show at the same time. Okay, I guess we're done with the Zizek thing. Uh, wasn't for me. Didn't get it. Thought it was a huge waste of time. It was a money grab from both these guys. Like Both these guys should have been way, way, way more prepared or professional before they decided to take other people's money. And I, I was just depressed to see it. But, you know, fools and their money are soon parted. And I guess some people might have enjoyed it. Like, I've heard some people say they thought it was a good debate. Okay, I didn't get it, but whatever. So... Oh, okay. Well, speaking of political correctness, this is a good clip. This is Z Nabiku, whatever, how you pronounce his name. He uh, posted a good clip about Noam Chomsky talking about political correctness. And since both Zizek uh, and Jordan Peterson were railing against political correctness in the debate, Noam Chomsky, who is the real intellectual in all this, like a guy who can actually speak publicly, he can actually make concise points, he's actually brilliant, unlike either one of these two guys in this debate. He should have been invited, but of course, we both know that Peterson is not going to show up to a debate against Chomsky because he would really get waxed in that one. So here's what uh, Chomsky has to say about political correctness. In uh, uh, the 60s, that changed. And for the first time, it became possible at least to face the original sin, you know, even before slavery, uh, what happened to the 10 or 12 million people who lived here, you know, and how come they're not here, you know. That's... You know, that's a serious question. And it took a couple of centuries to even open the question, and by now it's a major question, not that anything's being done for them, but at least it's a question. You know, people, it's among, I'm sure, all of you, uh, 
it's, it's not just something you laugh about now. You don't go out and play cowboys and Indians. Uh, and uh, uh, that's a tremendous cultural change. And in fact, across the whole, it's a much more civilized society than it was 30 years ago. That's precisely what strikes fear into the hands of elites. That's why they're so terrorized about what they call political correctness or you know, the Vietnam syndrome or any of these other horrible things. Uh, people are not just accepting orders and they're beginning, they're asking questions. They are in fact off the spectrum on most issues. And, it's, and sometimes they do something about it. Good point. Sometimes political correctness, quote unquote, can go too far, but mostly it's just not being an asshole. It's like you can say what you want to. You have the right to say it. Obviously, you have the First Amendment right, but doing that just makes you an asshole. Why do you want to be an asshole? And so many people are just so desperate to fight for their right to be an asshole. You have that right. You absolutely have that right. You just shouldn't do it because why? Why be an asshole to other people? Why be an asshole when you don't fucking have to be? Why be a piece of shit? Why not just be a decent human being? Because that's political correctness, Dustin. Okay, fine. Be politically correct then. Be a better person. Like, what the fuck, dudes? Why do you have to be horrible? Doesn't make any sense to me. It's frustrating. I used to be like that, though. I used to say things that I knew would upset people just because they upset people. Uh, and you're being politically correct, so I'm upset you. <laughs> you're so triggered. That's so childish. It's such childish, stupid fucking behavior. Why do you want to upset people just for the fact of upsetting them? It just It's just not a mature way to act, and it doesn't help evolve society at all. It does the opposite. It helps de-evolve us. And we had another terrorist attack, unfortunately, in Sri Lanka, over, I think, almost 300 people now, dead in suicide bombings on Easter at churches. And it's really tricky. I've been kind of wrestling with this a lot about how to talk about these issues while at the same time not demonizing all Muslims, because as I said, most Muslims are good people. Most Muslims are like Christians. They don't really follow what the Quran tells them to do. They just kind of pick and choose what they want from it, and they're just more Muslim in name only. And so the vast majority of Muslims don't have anything to do with terrorism. In fact, the vast majority, the vast majority of Muslims are the ones that are victims of the terrorist attacks. You know? So we have to figure out a way to talk about Islam because Islam is like, even if Islam caused no terrorism, if there was no terrorist attacks in the name of Islam whatsoever, I would still speak out against Islam because it's not true. Because it's an ancient ideology based on lies and bullshit that's used to brainwash people, and I would still speak out about it. And it's not just because it seems to, I don't want to say it creates terrorists, because it just kind of helps create terrorists. I don't, I don't think Islam is responsible for the terrorism. I think Islam is just a tool that helps brainwash terrorists. I think the mainly the reason we have all these terrorists is because, rightly or wrongly, we are interfering in their countries. I think most of it's wrong, but there might be a few instances where it's actually a good idea. But for the most part, we're over there. Like, for example, when Trump made sure that the military member who went over to Iraq, I guess it was, and, like, stabbed 17-year-old boys and shot innocent civilians and just basically was like a mass murderer, and Trump said, oh, he's in too harsh of a jail. We have to get him in a better jail because he's a member of the military, and we're going to protect this fucking killer. Shit like that creates more terrorists. That's exactly what it does. Like, when you bomb hospitals, like, during the uh, Obama administration, they actually bombed a fucking hospital, killed all kinds of people, killed a bunch of doctors without borders. When you do shit like that, that creates terrorists, you know? So, and then these terrorist organizations use Islam kind of as a tool. Like, you, you're, you're angry about all this political violence and stuff, and you should be. You want to strike back against America, and you should. If you do it, 
you will instantly be in heaven living forever with tons of virgins having sex with you, so you will be rewarded for your actions. So they're not committing this stuff because of Islam. They're just using Islam as an excuse and not as a catalyst to do it. So, And at the same time, it's only like one particular sect of Islam that does most of the terrorist attacks. All the other sects are way, way more, I don't want to say peaceful, but more peaceful, definitely more peaceful. And they don't even see themselves connected to that one violent strand of Islam whatsoever. So when you call out the terrorism threat, it's like you're not even talking about them. To, to them, it is. To them, it's like, well, you're not even talking about us because we don't have anything to do with them. We, we're right with you. We think they're assholes. We think that they interpret Islam incredibly incorrectly. They're, they're fucking wrong, and we will battle them just like you will. And so they don't want to be lumped in with that. So it's kind of a, it's a tricky situation where you want to attack Islam and detect the spread of Islam without demonizing all Muslims who at this period of time in history are susceptible to violence, incredible violence, not, from, not only from other Muslims, but from white supremacists and just regular Americans and our military. So you have to be careful about how you approach the subject because you don't want to make life worse for these people who life is already pretty terrible for. But at the same time, you have to speak out against these lies and this bullshit when it spreads. So you have to find a balancing act. I'm still trying to figure that out. There are ways and videos that I've made in the past that I wouldn't make now because I'm more sensitive about how my actions and words affect other people. But at the same time, some people are like, well, you shouldn't criticize Islam at all. You should criticize just bad ideologies or the terrorists. No, man, you, you need to... You need to attack these bad ideas, and Islam is full of fucking bad ideas. It's founded on bad ideas, and just like Christianity, you have to directly attack it. You can't ignore it, but you can also do it in a sensitive way that doesn't make more hatred and fear on regular, everyday, peaceful Muslims. So I'm wrestling with that. I'm still opening to discussion and debate about that and trying to be a better human being as far as all that goes, but it's, it's, it's a tricky situation. And when I said that, someone literally said my tweet sounded like something the alt-right would say. Now, let me read this tweet. Does this sound anything like the fucking alt-right would say? Another terrorist attack today with over 200 dead. It's really tricky to figure out how to the proper way to attack Islam itself and its spread without attacking all Muslims and making their lives worse than it already is. They already endure the brunt of most Islamic terrorism. Thoughts? In what way does that fucking sound like the alt-right? The alt-right is more, most, more like, ban all terrorism. Fucking ragheads, they killing everybody. All of Islam is evil. You know, blah, blah, blah. I mean... Some of you liberals are just so silly, you can't even take you seriously anymore. Like, even your allies, you won't give your allies credit for trying to find a new, a more nuanced approach to shit. And a lot of people were saying that I jumped the gun because I was almost immediately out saying, okay, well, this is obviously Islamic terrorism. And they're like, oh, man, you're being, like, armored skeptic jumping out there on the gun saying it was Muslims when there's no evidence of that. But, like, literally a week before the police chief in Sri Lanka had gone out and told everybody that this particular Muslim group was going to commit terrorist attacks on churches on Easter. So they had warning. They knew it was going to happen. And for some reason they did nothing about it and didn't save these people. People are furious about that. And now pretty much they've already gone public and they said, yes, it was this group, the uh, national foul Heath Jamath or however you fucking pronounce that bullshit are the ones that are responsible for this uh, mass terrorist attack. So I didn't jump the gun. I actually researched it ahead of time. And just because you guys didn't do that before you said I would jump the gun, it's not really my problem. And uh, I've also been trying to make these podcasts kind of like the radio programs on Fallout. Fallouts are one of my favorite games. So a lot of people have been saying that they've been downloading the audio versions of my podcast through SoundCloud and stuff and playing them in the background while they play video games. And I think that's a great idea. Mission accomplished. More of you should do that. 
Thank you. Let's take a break here and read the Super Chats. If we have any more Super Chats. Um, here are 10 for the kitties and the puppers. And a question. Do you... Do you, it's all right, I guess, do you think, do you think it's all right for people to make dark humor in light of a tragedy? Joking about the Holocaust. I think, yeah, I think it's okay to make dark humor about tragedies as long as your joke is funny. And, and as long as your joke is not meant to further stereotypes that are going to lead to the demonization of people. And as long as it's not the same old, tired, rehashed bullshit that, this, that racists and bigots say. As long as you can do something new with it, I don't have a problem with it. But it's really hard to find... You know, new ways to make this stuff funny, in my opinion. $2 from Dodge, Dodge Spy. Familiarize yourself with Dr. Michael Parenti, please. Okay, uh, we'll do that. More Super Chats, please. Need to have good questions. Ask me anything you want to. No question is avoided. I answer every fucking thing on this show, because that's what we do. Dr. Christy Winters, she says, uh, wants me to keep circulating the clips about Carl. As you guys know, Carl Benjamin, a.k.a. Sargon of ACAD, running for fucking office for UKIP. He wants to be a meep. Meep, meep. And uh, I don't know how he's doing in the polls, but the media is fucking slamming the shit out of him for it, and it's funny as fuck. Like this article says, UKIP, UKIP meep candidate blame feminists for rise of misogyny. They're just like one article after another hammering for the shit he's done. And they like haven't even really mined his shit because he has like years and years and years of YouTube videos that can be mined for way, way worse shit. Once people actually start going through it all, it's going to be really embarrassing for this child. And I guess you guys didn't know this, but the Notre Dame fire was an inside job. They have proof of it right now. Somebody posted this video out here and it's 100% smoking wood evidence that... It was an inside job. A torch does not melt wood beams, okay? They put this torch on this wood beam for five fucking minutes straight. Five minutes straight. Now, look look what happened. Nothing. Barely even smoldering. So how the fuck did that goddamn church burn down, huh? Fire don't burn wood, people. Fire don't fucking burn wood. I don't care what you say. So this is proof. So my theory is it was the Pope. Pope's in uh, his uh, in his Pope chair with his big old Pope hat on, and he's getting his dick sucked by some child actor. I, I like I don't I don't have any kids, which is awesome, so I don't know what the child actors these days are. But one of them, you know what I'm talking about, the little kid that's on Nickelodeon. He's sucking the Pope's dick, and uh, the Pope's number two guy, well, not the number two guy, he's in jail for pedophilia. Number not not the number three guy, the number three guy's in jail for pedophilia too. But number four guy is sitting there with the Pope, and they're like, hey. Uh, we need really need to get people to stop talking about us raping kids all the time. What can we do? And the Pope was like, I got it. Let's burn down the Notre Dame church, motherfuckers. That'll get everybody off our tail. And so it's just crazy enough to work. It's exactly what happened. That is my theory on this. But I actually thought this was a joke at first. This whole fire doesn't burn wood shit. But apparently there are people that actually take this seriously. This is the Imam of Peace, Imam Ohad Tawidihi, or whatever the fuck you pronounce the name. Was the Notre Dame Cathedral fire caused by an electrical circuit? Wood that burns quickly? Here's a local test done putting a blowtorch on a 300-year-old oak beam for five minutes straight. Oh my god, it's a conspiracy! No, you dumbass. God damn it. It was just the fucking fire idiots. Everybody's always trying to make life more interesting than it actually is. Sometimes life is just, you know, a fire. Sometimes it's no big deal. And, uh... Oh, yeah, this is the same one. Another guy making fun of him about it. Tire, tired. Jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Wired. Wood isn't flammable. True that. 
Show me one piece of wood that has ever burned ever. Can't do it. Checkmate. Conspiracies are the real. Oh, I already posted that. Oh, yeah, and this is the other person. Make USA grapes. It wasn't even a fire that destroyed the, cath- <laughs> the cathedral roof. The architect that ran the place in the 90s was correct. The 800-year-old oak beams don't burn. Not without major accelerants. God, got to find a conspiracy in every fucking thing, don't they? So frustrating. All right, go check the Super Chats one more time, and then it's time to watch videos. Yeah. Favorite part of the show for you motherfuckers. We're going to watch some of my favorite viral videos. Will you try to invite Jacqueline on? I'll get try to get Jacqueline Glenn back. Like, I don't really know if Jacqueline Glenn really wants to come on the show and face my questions because like, I was trying to be nice to her the first time, but it, the more I thought about it, the more like I really disagree with her on a lot of the stuff she's doing and the people she's hanging out with and the things she's saying, and I just don't know how to have her on the show without calling her out for it. But I don't want to be mean, and I don't think that she would do the show if she knew I was going to call her out for it, and I don't want to ambush her. So, I don't know. I'm trying to still think about what I want to do about that, to be honest with you. But we'll see what happens. I might invite her back on the show. Time for the videos! Alright. So, first up, I actually downloaded them this time from Facebook, so we don't have to watch ads and shit. This is kind of scary as fuck, if you ask me. Uh... This girl seemed real calm, so at first, like, I didn't believe. I mean, I guess I believed, but, like, I wasn't really 100% sure what the story was behind all this. But anyway, so she calls 911 and says she's been kidnapped and abducted. I'll play a little bit of it. The address to your emergency. I just lost street laundry mat. What is it? Or street laundry mat. What's the problem? I've been abducted. The 911 call is chilling. But you're at the laundry mat? No, I'm I'm in the bedroom with them. You don't know what color the house is? No. Please hurry. A woman pleading for help. Her accused abductor sleeping in the same room. Does he have a weapon? He's got a taser. So that was scary as fuck. Like, I didn't know, like, if she's just went home with a guy and was, I don't say she's lying or anything. You know, you're a skeptic. You question everything. You know, what is really happening here? But it turns out, like, she almost got murdered by this guy. This guy was a psychopath serial killer. We'll play the end for you. Is there a window there? Yeah, I'm looking out, and they tell him to come back. She said, hurry, hurry. She said to hurry up and come back. After some 20 minutes on the line, the woman is rescued. Come out, hurry up, hurry up. Get out Where is he? Are they sleeping? Yeah. Okay, they have her. Inside, police arrest 40-year-old Sean Great before finding two bodies, including the remains of Stacy Stanley, a grandmother who went missing last week. Great also leading police to a third body in the rubble of a burned-out home nearby. And that girl almost got killed. So lucky. I'm sorry for having any doubt about her whatsoever. I'm glad she was able to get out of there. That was a scary-ass situation. Fuck that guy. Psychopaths. And look, this shit... This is another one of those toxic masculinity things. I like to point this this kind of stuff out to you guys. Like, I don't understand men that feel like they have to behave this way. Men that feel like they have to prove themselves to the people. So these two motherfuckers, I don't know who they are or why, but they decide to go out in the woods and stick fight each other. Like, stick fight each other with sticks and shit. Beat each other with fucking sticks till one of them quits. Like, why? Why? What do you have to prove? Like, this is the craziest shit. Let me, let me, I'm just going to play a little bit of this. It's like a seven-minute fight, but I'll play a little bit of it. They're on the ground and they get up. And so they run around there and they go whoop each other's ass with sticks. 
Like, what is that? Why are you flopping on the ground? Are you flopping on the ground? I'm going to go beat your ass while you flopping on the ground. You going to do a Superman stick smack. Nope, didn't work. And the older guy's just like, okay, come on. Bring it. Going to hit you with the stick. And that guy's, look, I'm going to swing the stick around. Look how well I'm flopping this stick around. I'm awesome. I'm like a whirling dervish to death. But nope, you're not. So anyway, they just whip the shit out of each other's these sticks for no reason while their idiot friends laugh on. And then they get on the ground and they start rolling around. And then the fucking guy on the bottom picks up a stick like off the ground and starts jabbing this guy in the back of his neck with a fucking stick, man. There he goes. Look, you got a stick and he's got jabbing it in the guy's neck, man. I'm pretty sure that's against the rules. Like, what the fuck, dude? That is not fight. Look at him. That is not fight fair. Trying to pierce the guy's neck with a fucking stick. These motherfuckers is crazy. Like, why? Why are you doing this? Like, there's nobody you could be having anything to prove to that is worth doing this. Just be, be yourself. Don't worry what other people think about you. They finally stand up. And the younger guy is the stick and the older guy don't have the stick. And they're both fucking worn out because they've been beating each other's ass and rolling around stabbing sticks in each other. And so he's like, come on. But this guy's kind of scared because he's kind of got his ass whooped a little by this older dude. And he don't know what the fuck he's going to do. But he got a stick and he still ain't doing shit. Just standing there. And he's like, whack, whack. And I don't know why they're showing this shit. That's just dumb. So anyway, eventually, the big guy, the big guy, the older guy gets a stick himself, and he just decides to beat the shit out of the younger guy with the stick until the guy quits, and he's fine. Yeah, I'm done. You beat the shit out of me enough. Why? Why are you guys doing this? Then he goes and hugs him. Oh, good fight, man. You really proved to me that you're a man. You did well. God, you guys are so fucking stupid. Literally beat each other's brains out with sticks. You guys need a fucking hobby or some shit. Smoke some weed together. Watch Game of Thrones. Chill the fuck out, dudes. Why do men act this way? So crazy. And here's a good video. Imagine you're just fucking walking along and out of nowhere. Oops. Fuck. Just walking along, minding your own goddamn business. And then out of nowhere, all of a sudden, boom! Look at the airtime that guy got. That thing knocked the shit out of him. And this, oh, kicked him right in the nuts. So this is why you don't fuck with animals. Animals are assholes. And people are assholes too. And assholes fuck with assholes. Assholes get hurt. So... Like, oh, man, they strong, aren't they? Picked that up, slung that guy. No, oh, nope. That was a mistake. Don't do that. Leave the fucking horse alone. Nope, you don't want to do that. I've had, oh, no, that's exactly what happens to you, little kid. They headbutt. And like, nope. Like, sheep are assholes. That's endorper sheep. And this guy, boom. Attack of the flying cow. Knocked your ass out there. Nice little spear. Dead on target. Stay out the fucking way. And this guy I feel sorry for. Like, he, oh, boom, knocked him over. And, like, I don't know if he's got a hat on, if that's his hair. What the fuck is going on? It's like Emo Phillips. And he's like, get back. He's trying to kick that thing. Get back. Get away from me. And he's like, nope, you're going to fuck my other sheep. I got to show your ass. Then, boom, damn, now the fuck out of him. Sheep are assholes. And the person's just going to drive on. And then, look, don't fuck with snakes, dude. Leave those snakes alone. Yep, got bit on your dick. It's exactly what should have happened to you. Bite that fucking dude's dick. Bite his dick off dumbass and this little uh seal he wants him a little asian girl yeah got a little asian girl gonna take her home to my parents and was like oh my god and she's not happy it's like what the fuck just happened to me and then oh get, gotta get back up dude has no idea what's coming backed up and bam, didn't hit him very hard but hard enough i'm gonna go face first and this bitch scared of a chicken why are you scared of a chicken dummy i can't really hurt you you can just snap his neck get over it and, oh yeah, this goose. Goose are assholes, man. Goose are chase you all over the place. They're, they're fucking violent and dangerous as shit. 
That girl flopping all over the place. Poor girl. Let's see. Anything else on here I want to watch? I guess that'll do it for now. Anyway, don't fuck with animals. That's the gist of it. That's why I don't ever make videos with animals, because my animals are also assholes. And this is probably the most popular video I've seen in the history of Facebook. Like, there's so many different versions of this, and so many people repost this all the time. And there's just something cathartic about this. Basically, what the, this is a boxer guy. I don't remember what the fuck's name is. But he likes to go, and he likes to tell guys to put boxing gloves on. And then without telling them what's going on, he just, like, starts punching them in the face and being a bully and being an asshole and claiming that he uh, is the victor. And he likes preying on people who some of them are, are mentally, uh, I don't want to say mentally ill, but they're not, uh, they're not all there. And so um, we'll watch a little bit of it. He just walks up and just starts punching in the face. You know, they don't know what's going on. And he's like, what's going on? No, stop. So this guy's obviously, you know, mentally impaired. And it's like, what are, what are we doing? What's going on? He's like, no, what, what's happening here? He's put your hands up. And he's like, okay, what? So the guy just starts punching him in the face over and over again. Just walks up to people and starts socking them. Just a fucking dickhead. So anyway, after he beats, I don't know if they show him beating up an old man. There's one scene where he beats up an old man for no reason here. Kind of an overweight guy he beats up. But anyway, so this, I guess he challenged this guy. This guy challenged him to a fight. He was going to prove to this guy, you know, I'll whoop your ass. And this guy wouldn't fucking have it. This guy was tired of watching him bully other people. So this guy just beats the fuck out of him. I'm going to go ahead and fast forward it. He beats the shit out of him in the ring. Beats his brains in. And then... After the guy don't want no more, he's like, nope, I'm done. Nope, I'm no longer that much of a tough guy. And then the guy's like, nope, you're a fucking dickhead. I've seen the videos of what you do to other people. So he takes it out of the ring, and he's just like, nope, you're not getting off that easy. Keep running your fucking mouth. Keep running your fucking mouth. Slams this guy, and you tell he wants to kill this motherfucker. And I don't fucking blame him, man. Like My righteous anger is right there with him. He wants to just take this guy and just choke the fucking life out of him. And I just, oh, man, just choke that guy. Don't fucking let him go. Grab it. Break that arm. Break that fucking arm off. Snap that shit. Fucking cowardly, bully-ass motherfucker. Snap that shit. And he's going to just choke him ass. Pick him up by his neck. Choke him. Look, you ain't got no fucking, no fucking pity for him. He's like, let me go. Nope. Choke his ass. Choke him. Nope. Don't let him go. Choke his ass. He was like, let him go. Because they don't want the gym to get sued. They know that they're in for a lawsuit. Maybe this guy sues them for letting him go too far. But he's like, nope. Nope, I'm not going to let him go, you fucking piece of shit. He's like, no more, no more, no more, I'm done, I'm done. Yeah, you are, you fucking bully piece of shit. And the guy's like, you want to go some more? You want to keep going? We can keep going if you want to. Keep running your mouth. Keep fucking running your mouth, motherfucker. Let's go. Keep running your mouth. The guy's like, no, I'll come back in a week and we'll do this again. Nah, let's do it right now, motherfucker. You bad, aren't you? Come on. And so eventually he, like, clears the blood off of him and walks out. You fucking piece of shit. I hope your life is miserable. You deserve every fucking thing you get. So let me stop this and check the Super Chats real quick. See if I got any more Super Chats. Super Chats are the lifeblood of the show. Please support the show. H.S. Ross, $10 Canadian, says Zizek is a complete fraud. He does the worst sort of continental philosophy, which is just a racket of spouting incomprehensible made-up jargon to try to sound smart, but it's just totally nonsense. It's kind of what Peterson does. He's like the left version of Peterson. Like, the same people that fall for Peterson shit seem to be falling for Zizek's word salad, and I'm just not getting it. 
$20 Canadian from Jason Ashby. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate that. My kitties, Taco and Roger, hope that your kitties and puppies have awesome, happy lives. They're having a good life. They're spoiled as shit. I actually grow my own catnip. So uh, they, like, have unlimited catnip. All my cats are, like, stoned every fucking day out of their brains, and they're just that crazy all day long. So it's pretty cool. That homemade catnip, that's the shit. They prefer that way more to the ground-up store-bought shit. So they're happy little monkeys, and I really appreciate that. $20, very generous. Very much appreciated. More Super Chats, please. And next up, we're going to take a look at Con Man getting caught live on camera. Sort of like the video I did where uh, they caught that. I get one of them was like a pedophile. James Randi caught him out and caught him. But this is a different one. So let me show a few of these videos here. 21.2 pounds. That's the brick right there. Right. Okay. And why, why the glass? I'm going to break that concrete slab with that glass without breaking the glass. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's go. You did it. That's incredible. That's incredible. Wait, How'd I, you do that? To be honest, I actually felt these bricks. These are real bricks. I mean, there's, there's no joke. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> these are real bricks. And the guy's like, no, don't do that. Why? Uh, that's why, dumbass. Because it's a fake. You kind man, motherfucker. No, you baby. got called. Guns. You, you got called. How'd you do that? Yeah. <laughs> you did it okay, because you're okay, fake. Okay, That's how okay. I did that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You asshole. Yesterday. And this is pretty funny. I'm going to fast forward through this one real quick. But basically, this is a psychic who tells parents that their children are dead when their children are missing and shit. So this woman is interviewing her, and she's like, we showed you this picture of this little girl, and you told her parents that she was dead and everything. And she's like, yep, I sure did. She's definitely dead. And she's like, you remember this picture? And she's like, yeah, I remember this picture. And she's like, uh, the little girl in this picture is me, bitch. It's me. I ain't dead. You are fraud. And so that's what happens in this. 30 years ago, his sister disappeared. She soon began talking about a recent case, but clearly her psychic abilities didn't tell her that I was the girl in the picture. One of the first things I do in a case, Lisa, is I always make sure people know that if I feel the person is living or not. And so you'll always know yes. when you talk to a family member, when you start a case, you'll know if this person is dead yes. or alive. And that's the point. Is that Every I, time. Yes. But apparently her psychic abilities didn't see Every this time. coming. Lori, I'm going to show you something. Okay. Okay. Yes. Does this girl look familiar to yes, you? Yes, she does. I worked this case. This is a girl who you said was beaten and killed. Okay. This little girl is me. Oh, snap. And you told somebody that she's dead. What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You didn't disappear? <laughs> I'm right here. Well, that's interesting, isn't yeah, it? How do you explain being completely wrong? I can't wrong? explain it. I can't. I can't explain it. Explain You're it. charging them hundreds of dollars. Okay. You know what, dear? Hundreds of dollars. Done. I'm done. You're taking advantage of desperate people with a bunch of... Leaves. Don't want to sit here for this. I just got found out as a fraud. I am out here. Yep. You a lying bitch. Such a shame. And of course, they have this guy. I already did a video on this. These no-touch knockout motherfuckers. Pretty interesting video overall. I love it when these uh, con men get caught out. And this next up, this is a fight they had at a local corn cornhole competition. You know what cornhole is? Where like, you throw bean bags through little holes and shit. And these fucking assholes, these asshole old white dudes break out in a fight. And the reason I love this is because the woman that they had running this event, 
she was she's a fucking treasure man she handles this exactly the same and says exactly the same as i would have said to these motherfuckers she's so spot on so let's listen to her Stop it right now! We will stop this tournament! This is stupid! This is absolutely ridiculous! Get! Get out of here! We will stop this tournament right now! We are adults, and this is ridiculous! It is a cornhole tournament fundraiser! Hit the crap! This is ridiculous! What the fuck is wrong with you guys? This is a goddamn tournament for charity! ignorant motherfuckers i will turn this goddamn car around in a heartbeat you don't even fucking know but anyway love that lady so spot on thank you for being the voice of reason in that stupid craziness and uh here he is oh my god i guess you guys can see what's already going to fucking happen i usually don't like watching car crash videos but they had some extraordinary ones in this video and i'm like holy shit this is a whole video of people that are soon to be fired everybody gonna get fired for this video so dude how do you not know the fucking top of your truck is up like that but, oh, destroyed everything. Gonna get somebody killed, fucking idiots. That guy, holy shit. Gonna rip everything down. What the fuck happened to this guy? I guess he lost his back axle or something all of a sudden. But boom, it's gone. Like, holy shit, imagine driving on that happens to you. And then this, dude, what the fuck? Look out your window, look out your mirrors. Boom, destroyed that shit. That's why you don't do that. Like, oh, I think I hit something. Yeah, I think you did. And dude, how impatient can you be? Just wait a second. Dude, no, what the fuck? You goddamn idiots. Oh my god, you don't deserve your job. That's right. You are fucking stupid. Like, holy shit. Two cars have only <laughs> Doing what you gotta do. Working that shit. And this one. Oh, I think I can. I think I can. I got it. No. That's why you don't do that, dude. It's like, oh shit. I gotta shut in a little more speed. Just a little more speed. I can get up this hill. I can get up this hump. He's like, we did it! Hooray! We did it! Oh, fuck. No. You just had a bad day, motherfucker. And this guy is like a teeter-totter. It's like, move forward! Move forward! Anybody want to get in front of me? With a little bit more weight. So close. So close. This guy doing a wheelie. like, I can make it. I can definitely make it up the seal. I have every confidence in my ability to do this. But, nope. Traction is a bit important, dude. You need traction to be able to do shit like this. Like, oh shit. And it was about here we realized we done fucked up. Yeah. Oh! You fired. Yeah, too much shit, man. 
minute ended with this. You ready for this? You ready for this? Nothing happened! How the fuck? He didn't hit anything at all. But nope, here's a sign coming up. He definitely gonna hit this sign. This is about to be a big fucking accident, dude. How do you not know your bucket is up? Dude. Dude. No, he misses it too! He fucking missed it! Oh my god. That was the most surprising part of that whole video, him missing that shit. And this video, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, holy shit. This is a video about a dude who is on drugs, right? And you're right. This is a video about a dude who's on drugs. But not just that. This is a video about two dudes on drugs. <laughs> what are you doing, dude? How many drugs are on that fucking train? And past that shit. Some crazy motherfucker. He was in a hurry. He's like, I gotta get off this train immediately. This is very important, clearly. Definitely went with these guys on. That was clearly Russia or some shit. And next up, like, I usually don't like videos where people are getting hurt. But sometimes you find a video that is just spectacular and people get hurt in the most spectacular ways. And so I thought we'd take a look at a little bit of this. I don't like schadenfreude and laughing at other people's misery. But in this case, a little bit funny. So, oh my god. Oh, no! Ow! That hurt. And then, boom! No, that's not how you do that, dude. Ouch. And then, you can do it! You can do it! But you can't do it. No. You're too big for that chair. And then, no, walking's hard. Ow. Walking is difficult. And, uh, oh, into the street with you. Oh my god, into the puddle of water. How embarrassing. It's like, motherfucker, why'd you do that? Not my fault you can't stand it. Never try to look cool. This is why I never, ever, ever try to look cool. Because it's only a recipe for disaster. And you don't look cool to begin with. And now you really don't look cool. What were you thinking, dude? Welcome to the jungle. You don't have funny games. And, oh, no, ow. Don't try to look cool. You good? You good? No, my pride is dead. And then, no, that is not how you handle that. Do not move chairs by throwing them out of fucking windows into the back of your car and trying to catch them. Like, some lessons you shouldn't have to learn, but it, I don't even know what he's doing. Like, what, what, are you, what is happening here? What is going on in your life? I'm just going to run and headbutt this car all, out of nowhere. Why? And uh, this little short motherfucker, he <laughs> get picked up and hauled off. I can't tell because I'm a short little motherfucker too, but that's just classic. And this guy's about to have a really fucking bad day. Like, no! Oh my god, no! Oh god damn it. God damn it. Look at his face. He's just standing there. And he's like, fuck my life. Seriously. And, nope, it's not leaves. It's probably dirt or something, dude. And I don't know what she dropped there. I guess her cake? She was trying to cut her cake or something? I have no idea. But nice boobs, I guess. So. And, no, girl. Don't do, girl. No, don't, girl. Oh my god, don't do that. You're, you're gonna get smashed, dude. That is not how you do that. Let the man do that for you. Let a man show you how to do it. Okay, get out of the way. No, God, Tubby. That is not how you do that. And let go. Let that, let go. God damn it, you didn't let go. Fuck. And, oh, no. That's why you don't do that. That is a fucking little thing. Oh, my God, what are you doing? That is not how you move shit. And then, I don't know what this guy's oh thinking, God. but hey, I imagine I can float in the air. No, you can't float in the air, dude. What is going on in your brain? You do not have magical powers. That is not how gravity works. Get your ass up on the ground, dumbass. And oh, this is already gonna go bad, I can already tell. Oh shit, right in your face. 
It's okay, you didn't need that face anyway. You're fine. Walk it off. And, uh, uh oh. This guy's already clumped. Oh, no. <laughs> didn't even get the jump. And, no. Oh, God. Oh, oh. No, the basketball hit you in the head. And then look at this guy. He's going to kick it. But, no, you're not, dude. You're not a kung fu master. You're just embarrassing and you're drunk. And this kid. Bip. Yeah. You didn't disappear. Not. Oh. This is why I don't have a motorcycle. So, all bad, all embarrassing. Never try to look cool. That is the lesson learned from that. And you guys know me. I love high school fights because you guys should learn. Never fucking get in a fight with anybody. Never. You don't have anything to prove to anybody. You don't have to fucking prove yourself. Just be cool. Just be calm. And avoid fights. Because when you don't, this kind of shit happens to you, right? This motherfucker want to kill this guy. And they're fighting on the concrete, which ain't smart. So he's like, hey, I got an idea. Why don't I just pick you the fuck up and slam you on your goddamn brain as hard as I can? Yep, that's what happened. Suplex, now you're out. And then you're getting punched. Get off of him, get off of him, he's out. Yeah, well, don't start a fight. Don't do that. Now you're forever embarrassed by this video. Some motherfucker knocked you out on the goddamn canvas. And now he gonna talk shit while you're knocked out. Because he an asshole, and you an asshole for fighting it. Get up! I don't think he's getting up, dude. You just dropped his head on the fucking concrete. Walk away. You won. You did it. Now forever, you can show the people that video and show them how badass you are. Fighting is so stupid if you don't get paid for it. it just makes you a goddamn idiot. And uh, next up is this is what happens when an off-duty cop sees a fellow cop in distress, and this woman's, like, on her lawn just screaming her head off. I don't know what the fuck her problem is. She crazy bitch. And so this officer, she's walking up saying, uh, can I help you, miss? You're clearly having some kind of emotional outburst. It does not appear that you're having a very good day. What can I do for you? And this bitch gets up and starts grabbing her. And she's like, don't you do that. Don't grab me. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to grab you. And she's like, you a big bitch. Put some pants on. Don't grab me. She's like, yep, I'm going to grab you, my naked ass. And the woman's like, don't do that. And then uh, an undercover cop sees her. A plane coast officer sees her. And he's like, oh, shit. You grab one of my fellow officers? Spear! Spears the shit out of her. Nice football tackle. Nailed her ass. No That's all of that video. Nailed the fuck out of her. And look, dudes. I am so sick of liberals that getting so triggered over goddamn MAGA hats. Yes. Trump supporters are usually dickheads. And I understand wearing the MAGA hat is a political statement that upsets a lot of you people. But all you're doing by getting upset about it is playing into their fucking hands. All you're doing is giving them ammunition to use against the left. Point out, hey, look how triggered the left are by hats. They don't, they're not peaceful, civilized people. They, they get all upset over nothing but a hat. Can't even wear a hat in this country to worry about somebody getting upset. And this is a stupid bitch on a plane. Refuses to sit next to a guy. I guess he's just either wearing a MAGA hat or a Trump shirt or something. And she's demanding that he be removed from the flight. Or she changed seats. And she's like, bitch, you don't have the right to change seats or to want him to be gone just because you don't politically agree with him. And her husband is all fucking embarrassed. You know, he's been through the ringer with this bitch before. He's like, bitch, why can't you just keep your fucking mouth shut? So they get over there and they have to remove her from the fucking flight because she's a dumb bitch. You don't want to sit next to a Trump supporter. So take your ass off the flight, bitch. Sorry, you being ignorant. He has a right to have his own political beliefs. And if you disagree with it, and sit there and talk to him. Sit there and calmly fucking explain to him why the fuck you disagree with him. But don't be a goddamn bitch about it. Want him kicked off the plane or want to change seats because you can't handle sitting next to somebody different opinion. It's dumb as fuck, dude. Annoying, and we're gonna watch another one that's exactly the same shit. It's this guy who works in a vape store, and he's freaked out because this guy came in with a goddamn Trump hat on. And I'm not gonna serve you. You're not welcome in my store, dude. You're playing right into their fucking hands. Don't do this. 
we're having a hard enough time as liberals convincing conservatives not to vote against their own best interest. And you guys are not fucking making easier on us by doing bullshit like this. City in Tucker, Georgia, and I have just been asked to leave the store. He greeted me. That was nice. I did find the item that I wanted, and the Sir, next thing he said was that he'd like me to leave. If you do not stop recording in my store, I'm going to call the police and ask you to leave now. Please call the That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Can we, right, we can call Fox 5 and all sorts of stuff. I'd like to, I would like to purchase something here. First. Please do call your boss because I will be calling corporate. Go for it. I am looking forward to releasing this video because I just want to purchase something for Fuck off, dude! Fuck off! Get the fuck off of here, man! Fuck, man! Fucking stay! Fucking here! Stay, you racist motherfuckers! Racist? Yeah! Mr. Right? I'm not a racist. Right, I, got, I got a fucker in my store. He won't leave. He's wearing some Trump. He's wearing some Trump bullshit. Got some racist bullshit off in his head and shit. I already. I don't fucking. I'm not serving anyone that has to do with that fucker. I'm. I'm He's so, a treasonous I've, asshole. I don't have I'm a problem with you, sir. Do whatsoever. I, I don't. I just want good health care for my kids. I don't have a problem with the color of your skin or yours. I'd like to purchase some of this naked vape juice, though, if that I would be all right. All right, see, guys. Okay, leave, here's where we're at. Here's where we're at. Leave the store. Leave where, the store. Here's where we're at. Leave the store. Fuck off. I don't give a fuck. Get out. Dude. Dude, go ahead. Take another swing at it. Make contact with me one more time. I'm going to make a deal with you. I want to purchase that vape juice. No. If you sell it to me, I So embarrassing. If you sell it to me, I Look, if you sell it to me, no, I won't call the police. Why are you behaving like this? You're behaving like fucking children, dude. Don't do this. Please fucking stop doing this. We can beat these motherfuckers on the issues. They get killed on the issues. So what they do, instead of having to face those on the issues, is they put out videos like this, showing dumbass liberals behaving like this, to distract from the actual issues. We can't beat them when you do shit like this. We have to make them focus on the fucking issues, and you're not helping, dipshits. For the love of fucking God, dude, don't do that. And uh, I'm going to play this clip really shortly. This is a guy who's all excited about his sprinkler. His uh, sprinkler. His sparkler, rather. And uh, he ends up burning down his entire front yard with his sparkler and shit. And I only posted this because I actually did something very similar when I was a kid. Brought back some memories. I had a sparkler and we had our, uh, I guess it was summertime and... The grass was all dead and dry, and I actually caught my front yard on fire and shit, and the whole damn thing was burning down, and my mom came out there, and she was like, what's going on? And instead of trying to stamp out the fire and get the garden hose, I started freaking out, and I was like crying, and I was like, I'm sorry, mama, I'm sorry I did that, I'm sorry, please forgive me, please forgive me, mama. And my mom's sitting there trying to stomp out the fire, and I'm sitting at the hotel, please, I'm so sorry. Then the neighbor kids came over, and they stomped out the fire while I'm crying like a little bitch, whining. And they turn on the garden hose and they put it out. And I'm sitting there, oh, mom, please forgive me. And my mom's like, shut the fuck up, dude. We're just trying to get the goddamn fire out. So anyway, that was my experience with that. I was such a pussy. Not much has changed. Still a mama's boy. And we're going to finish off the video segment with these people who are way, way, way fucking too good at their own jobs. You know, this is, this is why we need a universal basic income, in my opinion. Because you shouldn't have to work your life away at menial jobs especially to get this good at what you're doing. When you're this good at what you're doing, you're having to do it too much, and it's a shame. People should be able to spend their lives enjoying it, working, doing what they want to do. And so, yeah. Looks like fun, but that's way too much effort. And look at this dude. This dude's skilled as fuck. Knows what he's doing. 
It's a pro move. And this dude, this dude been doing this every day of his life since he was about 13 years old. Can do it. Or maybe it's a chick. I don't know. Can do it without even looking. And this dude, pro move. He like a human machine. Don't even fucking need a machine. Do it perfect every time. And this dude, he's a chopping motherfucker. Gonna chop all kinds of shit up on his hibachi. You get it, boy. That's impressive. And this guy, how the fuck is this guy not cutting his dick off? My dick would be removed at this point already. And the knife isn't anywhere near his dick. But skill. He got the skills to pay the bills. Look at that. He's a chopping motherfucker. And now this is just showing off. I don't think cutting hair with fire is a good idea. This is definitely just a fucking gimmick. And the guy in the back's like, what is going on? Why? And this chick making candy like a pro. Look at this. She got it down to a science. Ting, 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 motherfuckers. And this dude, he's throwing pizza pie like it's a goddamn boomerang. He don't look Australian. He good at that shit, though. Hope he washed his hands ahead of time. Get up off the ground, motherfucker. Don't make that shit dirty. I don't want to eat that pizza pie if you're done with it. And this guy, he's a banana cut motherfucker. He cut the shit out of some bananas. Like, I've been doing this ever since I was a baby. I come out of my mama's cunt peeling bananas. And look at this. This is pretty genius. Work hard, work smart, not hard. That's what these motherfuckers do. They got it down to a science. And this dude, good as shit at some fucking sod. I can sod like a motherfucker. Smoking his own cigarette. These guys are making music. Ting, ting, get a ting, 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 ting. Making some Game of Thrones shit. The White Walkers are coming, bitches. Let's do this. And this bitch got some skills. I shouldn't call her a bitch because that is chauvinistic and misogynistic of me. I'm sorry. This lovely young lady right here got some fucking skills. Hot. And this dude can weld like a motherfucker. He got it going on. Weld, 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 weld. I know how to do this. Weld, weld, weld. All day long with the weld. And this dude, I don't know what the fuck he's making, but he doing it with style. Look at that. Doing little Elvis. Thank you, thank you very much. Dude's a pro. Pro move right there. LJ, look at that. I want to drink that. I don't know what the fuck this dude's making, but he's good at it. He can bend bars like a motherfucker. Spin, spin, twist, twist. I'm good at this shit. And here's a mime that can stack bricks really well. I didn't know they taught this in mime school, but he's doing good. Or she doing good, I guess. Look like she got a beer, but I guess it's a mask on. And I think they have machines to do this that collate papers. So human beings should not have to do this anymore. That's what we have machines for. But this one's really good at it. It can collate the fuck out of some papers. And that was all of that one. So anyway, this concludes our video portion of the show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll go back to the Super Chat. Super Chats. Here's $2 from my paycheck for my 7 to 5 job. Thank you, Ariel Fernandez. I appreciate that. I will put that money to good use. $5 from Django Fett. There's a video of Steven Seagal doing cheap powers in the 80s, resisting two men with his pinky. It was on YouTube, but it was deleted. Maybe you've seen it. I've seen some of his shit. He's like really fat and lazy now. Keeps dyeing his hair. Looks completely ridiculous. Looks like there's motor oil on his head. And I can't talk because I dye my hair too, but it looks slightly more natural than Steven's, what is his name? Seagal? Seagull? Little Steven Seagull? And uh, Andrew Bourne sent me $20. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate that. Dusty, what's going on, man? Nothing, Andrew. What's going on with you, dude? How are you doing? I am doing great as always. Thank you for asking. Just curious, what is your take on Mr. Mitokor? Mitokir? What I press his name? Thanks, man. Have a good one. Uh, seems like you're just typical anti-SJW bullshit to me. I'm not really into all that intellectual, not intellectual, internet blood sports or whatever that bullshit they do is. It just bores me. 
So not that big of a fan, but don't really know that much about him. Haven't really paid that much attention to what he's doing. Not a whole lot of interest, but I do thank you for that twenty dollars. I appreciate that. More super chats, please. As we continue the show, we're into an hour and forty-five minutes of this show, and I still got plenty of shit to cover. Maybe I won't cover it all. I did a three-hour show last time. I'm not sure I'm going to do another three-hour show this time. I may wrap it up in two hours and maybe do the summer show later. But what say you guys? You guys want to see me do a long-ass show? Another three-hour show, or should I wrap it up at two hours? Let's see what you have to say. Where the fuck? That wasn't it. Let's see. I'm trying to find the regular chat. Regular chat. Regular chat. Here we go. Regular chat. What you guys have to say about it? Uh, Mito Cure, okay? Mito Cure is just a dick, okay? You do realize your ghost would essentially end in the deaths of all of us. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You guys are having some kind of conversation that I am not party to. So, no one is really responding to what I'm saying about doing a longer show. So, we'll just wing it, see what the fuck happens. Thanks for helping out, guys. I want to see you do a long-ass line. I don't know if that means the show or not. Yes, long-ass show. Okay, I would just do the whole show then. I would do everything I had planned to do then since you guys want me to do a long show. And those that want to tune in for it can. And those that don't, don't fucking have to suck a dick. Uh, Sargon of ACAD is the Dunning-Kruger candidate. You guys know what Dunning-Kruger is? It's where you severely overestimate your own abilities. And I just love the headlines that all these media and uh, newspapers are writing over Carl. It's just hilarious. Rape, race, and UKIP's meep candidate. Carl Benjamin, the would-be UKIP meep for Southwest England, must recognize that he speaks out of both sides of his mouth when it comes to issues such as racism, blah, blah, blah. I read that article's pretty good. But basically, they're just all hammering, hammering fucking Sargon as they should. Please continue to do that. And as we talked about, uh, armored skeptic Greg, he got a lot of shit for coming out and basically supporting conspiracy theories. He was trying to say, oh, a lot of people think it's a bad thing to think that the Notre Dame fire might have been a conspiracy without any evidence, even though the evidence suggests it's not a conspiracy, and he got a lot of shit for that. And actually, Rebecca Watson, you guys remember that chick? She's an old school chick, remember Elevator Gate? People were like, oh, Rebecca Watson, she's an evil feminist. She ruined atheist community with fucking atheism plus. They ruined everything. No, no, no. Everybody's all mad about the Elevator Gate thing. It was basically, all it was, was she gave a speech about feminism beforehand, and she was like talking to guys about certain things that they shouldn't do to make women uncomfortable. And, uh, she didn't, she didn't specifically mention talking to them elevators and shit or hitting on the elevators, but that's kind of the gist of what she was saying. She was kind of explaining that behavior. And then she got on an elevator with a dude, and some dude basically asked her to come back to his hotel room and have coffee or something. And so she responded by, it wasn't even a big thing. She made like a mild comment about it the next day on the internet, explaining, okay, well, this is what I was talking about. Please don't behave this way. And the fucking anti-SJWs and the skeptic community freaked the fuck out on her. Even Dawkins, even Richard Dawkins jumped in for no fucking reason. And I love Richard Dawkins, but he was totally wrong with this, just jumping in, putting his nose into this when he had no business. And so it all got blown up, and now she's one of the super-hated feminists on the internet because of all this, because of all the uh, reactionaries blowing everything out of proportion. But she made a video about Greg and his stupid conspiracy-supporting bullshit. And uh, Greg was basically... Saying, the spin has already begun. I was just upset that the arson theory was being treated like it's insane. And this person shit on him. Yeah, Greg, because it was insane. It was literally debunked while the building was still on fire. It was as insane as flat earth theory. I know doing research is tough for you because you're just so rational and you don't need evidence. You can just think your way through things. And he got hammered again. I'll go ahead and click on his little Twitter thing. Uh, This is his... Skeptic, I'm a skeptic, and it did not go well for him. I love it when they fucking get hammered in the fucking 
chat. He did still get 1,600 likes because his fans are fucking idiots, and he could literally probably post a clip of him taking a shit on the toilet and get 2,000 likes. That's how lowbrow his fans are. But anyway, you're so skeptical, your brains fell out, Greg. Yep. No, Greg, the arson theory is dangerous and irresponsible. Yep. That's not how it came off, though, Greg. It seemed like you were mad because you already made up your mind that it was a conspiracy and because the media was reporting what was known and the facts that were being provided to them at the time and not your decided conspiracy. Yep, exactly. And Pascal's like, so, say we collectively have a group of people who have dedicated a lifetime to understanding fire, people with decades of experience who were present during the previous incidents in France, and we have onlookers across the globe who are also experts observing their approach. And every one of those experts are moving towards investigating the fire as being accidental in nature. This is where they're looking to decide their time and efforts. Or this is where, this is where they're looking to dedicate their time and efforts. What value do we get from ignoring them for any article by Paul Joseph Watson and his uninformed opinion that it's arson? Because I've given my reasons as to why it's harmful... Citing cognitive science, people will read and believe PJW over experts who are an, are an astronomically better chance at establishing the cause of the fire than he does. True that. And while Goethe says, you were whining that media was debunking unfounded conspiracy theories, and even now you don't seem to understand why that was dumb as shit. And then somebody said about her video, it's a good video. You should watch it, Greg. You might learn something. It is insane, my guy. Just took shit after shit after shit after shit. And I love to see him. Take shit, because Greg's awful. He is one of the ones that ruined the fucking skeptic Good community job, with Greg. his bullshit. You should really look into getting ISIS to, like, sponsor your YouTube channel or something, because I bet they're big fans at this point. <laughs> she gave him shit. Everybody should give Greg shit. Only until he admits to the bad shit he's done in the past and owns up to his fuck-ups and tries to make amends to his fuck-ups and use those fuck-ups as change. Then he deserves redemption, but he has no intention of doing that. Him and Shul and Head, neither one will ever fucking live up to their fuck-ups. They'll never own up to shit because their egos won't let them and they know their fan base will, uh, a lot of them anyway, will abandon them if they do and they won't go without that fame and money. So they would just try to sweep everything under the rug, but nope doesn't work like that you don't get redemption until you own up to your shit and oh my god florida dude what the fuck is wrong with florida like just when you think shit can't get any crazier than florida yesterday during easter an easter bunny gonna beat the fuck out of somebody this easter bunny ain't goddamn playing either he's throwing hands look at that he, look, ooh, 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 he's going nope gonna beat the shit out of you motherfucker Merry Christmas, bitch. No, Merry Easter, bitch. And Merry Christmas, like right. And the cop don't know what to think. The cop's like, what the fuck is happening here? Did that Easter money just beat that shit out of this dude? Yep, he sure did. That's Florida for you. And also, don't smoke. Definitely don't smoke. I'm going to quit. This is my last one ever right here. So I'm going to get off the cigarette. So don't. Take me as an example. I'm a horrible example. I should be made an example out of. That's how bad I am. So, and who the fuck does shit like this? Like, seriously. This, uh, I guess she's a vlogger. Was doing her vlog at a restaurant. I think she's in Germany, maybe. And these motherfuckers just walk up to her and start being racist out of nowhere. What in the fuck? Who does this? It's like, wow, yeah, very sad. These people are ridiculous. Very racist. And then this guy's will come over. Ching chong. Like, I love Germany, dude. What are you doing? Stop being racist. It's racist. It's the 
watching you. A lot of people are watching your racist dumbass. Move along, dipshit. I love German people, okay? I love German people, okay? Herder. You fucking moron. Never do that, people. Holy shit, dude. Seriously. And for those of you who aren't aware, I am the reincarnation of Vladimir Lenin. That's me. That's Vladimir Lenin. And uh, I'm more peaceful than Vladimir Lenin is. I don't plan on killing anybody or, you know, sending you guys to the gulags yet. But don't cross me, because if you do, to the gulags with all of you. Motherfuckers. You have no idea who you're fucking with. No idea. Come at me, bro. And I don't know if you guys are aware of this or not, but Ben Shapiro or somebody is spending $330,000 last month promoting Ben Shapiro's Facebook. Holy shit, if you want to know why these people are so popular, a lot of them are just fucking straight out buying their popularity. Now, that's not the only reason he's popular. Obviously, he's got people like PewDiePie, you know, giving him shout-outs and giving him, like, uh, attention and stuff, which is helping. But, holy shit, how are people like me supposed to compete when guys like this can pay $330,000 to promote their Facebook page? And somebody else showed that even um, Charlie Kirk spent $120,000 on his fucking private Facebook page. Good Lord, how do we compete with these motherfuckers? They're just rich, and they can just buy their fame. You guys wondering why, why on YouTube, conservatives have taken over? And I've like talked about it before. It's because they're being paid to take over. Like, take me, for example. Like, I've talked about this. I made $8,000 last year just myself. That's what I, I made to support myself last year after expenses and taking care of the animal sanctuary and everything. Where people like JF who is a white nationalist, a self-invented white nationalist, got a $25,000 donation from a single person, not including all the other fu fucking money he made by being a white nationalist from all his racist fan base. One person, Jeffrey Epstein, the guy who has a pedophile island. I don't know if you guys know Jeffrey Epstein, but he literally is like in jail for having a pedophile island that people like Bill Clinton used to go to, where he would take underage girls to his island and they would all fuck these, rape these underage girls and whatnot. This guy sent JF $25,000. So if you're wondering why all this right-wing stuff is so popular, it's because that's where all the money is. These people are being paid like mad to spread this shit. And it's easy to understand. Rich people have always been very good at conning people out of voting against their own best interests. And so they do this by paying for this kind of shit to, to fool people, to fool idiots who listen to them. And people that listen to Charlie Kirk, most of them are like poor, white uh, a lot of them are Southern, have low-paying jobs and shit, or un undereducated. But, you know, they will vote against their own best interest because they're kind into, because you guys are fucking morons. You can't see the grift when the grift is so easy to see. And, uh, oh God, Tim Pool. Galaxy Brain, Tim Pool. Hey, did you guys know that if you believe in white privilege, you are by definition a racist? God damn it. How do you get this fucking stupid, dude? Seriously. Recognizing that white supremacy exists or that white privilege exists or that I actually have white privilege. Recognizing a problem is not the same thing as being fucking racist, dude. What is your fucking problem? It's not believing that people are that white people are superior. It's believing that society treats white people as superior. There's a big, big, big fucking difference there. You understand that, right? It's just so stupid. How does this guy fucking have fans? Just don't make it. He got 3,000 likes for this stupid bullshit. Makes no sense whatsoever. Just as idiotic as idiotic could be. But this guy's the guy who claims that he's a liberal. He's a liberal, right? He's a liberal, right? No, dude. He's exactly like Sargods, a fake fucking liberal. Anybody that falls for this shit is just the biggest, dumbest piece of shit I can even think of, right? And uh, Paul Joseph Watson wants you to know 
that there is an insidious organization out there of liberals who want to make it not okay to tell rape jokes anymore. And he said, Recently, we've been forced to endure the absurd claim by the UK media that you shouldn't be able to joke about rape. You should be able to joke about anything. It's called free speech. Joking about rape is not the same as advocating rape. Why do I even need to point this out? Because you're lying. Nobody is saying it should be illegal to talk about or make jokes about rape. The, the thing is, is you, are, you don't get to dodge criticism of your stupid jokes, okay? You are not immune from criticism. Just because somebody criticizes, criticizes you is not a violation of your free speech. It's just stupid. We see right there, they always say this. Oh my God, you're criticizing us. You're violating our free speech. No, motherfucker. Criticism is a part of free speech. It's only a violation of free speech if they make laws against it or try to ban you from doing it or some shit like that. They're not doing that. They're just calling you fucking out for it. That is exactly in line with everything that free speech is all about, you fucking moron. Quit playing the snowflake. Quit playing the victim. Nobody's buying that shit. And this was this was sad to see. Um, you guys know uh, Colin Che, I think his name is? No, not Colin Che. Michael Che. Michael Che and Colin Jost. These are the two uh, co-writers of SNL. And uh, they also do the Weekend Update. And so apparently some guy wrote an article uh, for... I don't remember what the magazine was, but wrote an online article that was talking about Colin Jost not being very funny, saying that he's more like a frat boy humor and he doesn't really add much to the cast and he's just not impressed with him. It wasn't even that mean of an article, but apparently uh, Michael Cho, who is his black co-host on there, took to Twitter. He deleted all this after he posted it. But this is the lead writer of Saturday Night Live. This is the kind of jokes that he made uh, trying to say that the guy that wrote the article he didn't like was into bestiality. And so he tweeted, oh my God, there are some sick fucking people out there. I'm telling you. Was listening to a story about this guy in Minnesota. I think his name is Stephen Hyden. I'm not sure. Maybe that's the wrong name. But I think it's Stephen Hyden. Anyway, he's some regular mediocre ass white dude. Probably like a writer or something again. I'm not totally sure. I caught the story late. But this guy had a secret life where he was rescuing dogs and sucking them off. Fucking insane. Maybe his name wasn't Stephen Hyden. Fuck, it's going to drive me crazy that I don't remember his name, but the story is so unbelievable. Stephen Hyden, or something like that. If it's not Stephen Hyden, I do apologize, but this guy sucks off dogs, and they can't catch him. He leaves clues for the most, but for the most part, Minnesota police are baffled. I don't think it's Stephen Hyden, but the name is stuck in my head for some reason. But this guy sucks off rescue dogs and stray dogs, and like nobody knows why, it was on the radio. God damn, how old are you? These are like grade school fucking insults. I understand why you deleted this shit, but come on, Michael Cho, this is ridiculous. Some guy wrote an article I don't like, so I'm going to insinuate over and over again that he sucks dog dick. Just cringe as fuck, dude. Is your skin really that thin? Man, I take shit all fucking god day long from wake to sleep. People are constantly shitting on me, and i just like, okay, whatever. That's cool, you know? It's not that big of a deal. People are going to say mean things to you when you're on the internet, when you're a public figure. That's just the way that shit goes. Is your skin so fucking thin that when somebody talks bad about a friend of yours, you have to take to the internet and accuse him of sucking dog dick? that really the level you're on? It's no wonder SNL has gone down in quality so much. You guys at SNL... You really need to consider hiring better writers than this because this is bottom-of-the-barrel embarrassing shit. Super fucking embarrassing. And I guess this is this is the whole article, I guess. 
Oh, no, this is more Chase smearing uh, Uproxx. That was the article the guy wrote for Uproxx. So not even like that big of a magazine. I don't know why Colin Shea freaked out about it so much. Just sad. Beta! Not amazing. And um, Keemstar, you guys know who Keemstar is? It's an embarrassing asshat on Twitter and YouTube. For some reason, he has a fan base. I don't know why. It's just fucking awful. But anyway, he was giving bad advice. And you, you know it's bad advice when Boogie starts agreeing with you. Because Boogie's a fucking moron. So Keemstar says, You're all saying you have social anxiety illness? Stop being afraid. Stop it. Stop it. Y'all must be worrying about what other people think about you for this to happen. Don't care what other people say or think. I don't. Just piss off. I just pissed you all off with no worries in the world. Be me. And basically, it was, uh, this is a tweet that he, this is in response to a tweet he put out earlier that basically said social anxiety is not real. It's just in your head. You know, your mental illness is just in your head. Just fucking ignore it. But it's like easier said than done. There are people that really have social anxiety and just tell them to get over it does not work. And I used to actually give this stupid advice too. But then I actually started listening to people who had social anxiety. They were like, dude. That's just the dumbest advice you could ever give. If we could just fucking get over it, don't you think we would? Don't you think that's the first fucking thing we would have tried? It's a mental barrier we cannot get over, okay? And medication helps and shit for that. And you're not being sensitive to, you know, our real-life issues. just kind of makes you a dickhead. So Boogie's like, believe it or not, this ain't terrible advice. Uh, Yeah, it is, Boogie. It's terrible advice. Just like freaking everything you guys say and do. Fucking cringy and terrible. What in the fuck, dude? And, uh, oh, God, here we go. This is what this guy was talking about earlier. Uh, and some of the right wing are pissed off because one of the... <laughs> so funny. I guess i just play this video, maybe. One of the uh, Mortal Kombat killings, I guess the fatalities or whatever they call them. Uh, no, it wasn't that. It was the ending. It was one of the endings to Mortal Kombat when you beat it with Jax. Apparently, he uh, talks about how he built a time machine and went back in time to help stop racism or something i'll play it for you and you can watch this guy freak out about it it's pretty funny actually skip ahead past this bullshit ending which you're currently all right too much this particular clip too much size for a retro just wanted to do this video again my previous video um the sound was up for this particular clip so it was hard to hear me someone in my comments mentioned it thanks very much man for telling me that um, so here I am doing it again. So Netherrealm and Warner Brothers have advocated for the genocide of white people as per Jax's ending, which you're currently watching on the screen, where he decides and says, oh, with all cringe, that the world isn't getting fast enough woke. So he decides to use this time thingamajiggy to keep going back in time to fix history until his black, apparently oppressed people are saved. This fucking idiot has never ever once in the history of Mortal Kombat talked like this at all, right? Ever, okay? And he even says that he was successful with the American dream, right? So what? You know, they're updating things all the time. Art updates with the time period, and all they're doing is they're taking things that happen nowadays and adding it to their video games. It's exactly what they're supposed to do. That's what all video games do. And, you know, who cares if you went back in time and changed things? You know, some of these endings... These people end up being evil. They end up not being good people. It's Mortal Kombat. Some of these endings have uh, dystopian futures in them. Oh my god. This video game said something I don't like or agree with. SJWs are ruining everything. I have to complain and whine about it. Fucking snowflakes. But this guy gives the same conservative bullshit opinions that you hear over and over again. Let's listen to a few of them and cringe at his ignorance. Now, FYI, 
fucking every race has poor people, you know, people that don't succeed, people aren't famous, people that don't get rich. I mean, like, this happens in every race. This isn't a color thing. Oh, yeah, it does happen in every race, but black people on average have 10% or 10 times less wealth than white people. Uh, black people with black sounding names have to send out uh, 50% more resumes to get the same number of job callbacks. There's, like, example after example of racism that happens all the time that don't happen to everybody across the board. So, yes, white people on average have a more of an advantage in our society. It's just proven fact. And the fact that you say, see, there are poor white people too, so what are black people complaining about? Hurt her, dude. Fucking crack a goddamn book. Seriously, it's embarrassing. Right? Wrong. But black people, like black Africans, were sold out by their own people, Right? How the fuck do you think they got to America? White people didn't go to Africa to get slaves. Oh, my God. Yes. White people went to Africa to get slaves. What the fuck, dude? The European and American slave trade were both very huge. Like, God damn it. You know Google exists. What is wrong with you people? Why would you not research this before you get on fucking Vine and make a video like this? White people absolutely took slave ships to fucking Africa and brought slaves back. I mean, good God. Africans sold their own people to Arabs. Muslims, who during then the, sold... During the Arab slave trade, they did. And, but they also sold, sold millions and millions and millions of them to white motherfuckers who brought them over here on ships. ...them around the world. It was white people in American history of the Republican Party who actually freed the slaves. And when they... Yes, white people freed the slaves after we also enslaved them and abused them and tortured them for 100 years. Good lord. Passed a bill to try and, like, and, which it worked, obviously, to, you know, to abolish slavery law. It was the Democrats that voted against that law coming in, right? So they wanted to keep the slaves, but the Republicans didn't. They wanted to free them because True. that's the right thing to do, right? It's funny how black people never mention this little part of history when they start pointing the finger at the evil white man. Well, I'm going to give you a little bit of history about fucking skin color. Okay, first of all, yes, the Republicans were the ones that freed the slaves, but the polls switched, no? The parties completely switched what they believed in. That's why every fucking KKK member that lives around me, every fucking racist person that lives around me is conservative. Fucking name a goddamn white supremacist that's not conservative. They're all fucking conservative, just about. So maybe some of them, maybe a few of them are not, but the vast, vast, vast majority of them are conservative and Trump supporters, and there's a reason for that, you know? The polls fucking shifted. And why don't you mention that? Because Hitler... Killed millions well, of people with white skin. Stalin killed millions of people with white skin. Okay. Right? And? What's your answer to that? What's your answer to that? You didn't ask a question, motherfucker. You have to answer, just ask a question before I can have an answer to it. Hitler killed a bunch of fucking people, a bunch of white people. What is your answer to that? Uh, that white supremacy and Nazism is bullshit that should be fought against tooth and nail. That's what I would think. Motherfuckers, right? A white skin, right? Just because they might have been Bulgarian or German or Swedish or whatever, they're still white skin, right? Right, and? I mean... White people were killed too. Why are black people bitching about fucking slavery? Stop bitching about it. Everybody was killed. Dude, it's because hundreds of years of oppression caused a system that's still implemented today and the ripples of the things that happened in the past still affect people today. It's not very hard to understand this whatsoever. You don't want to understand it because it doesn't fit into your narrative, but you're a dumbass. Genocidal fucking maniacs are genocidal fucking maniacs. They are going to kill you. It doesn't matter what skin color you are. But by and large, Hitler killed his own people and millions of other people with white skin. 
right? Kay. Fucking Genghis Khan so killed millions of fucking Asians too, right? Okay, and? So why is it that only white people have to be raked over the coals, have to be, you know, brought to attention on their apparently evil white supremacist history when the fucking guy... Because what Genghis Khan did doesn't still affect people in the same way that the history of white supremacy in this country still affects minorities, I guess? Not very complicated, I don't know. Crack a book every once in a while. Shit. So ignorant, but it's typical of what you could expect from right-wing YouTube these days. The same tired arguments they repeat over and over again. It's just so fucking silly. And uh, Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang's growing on me. Like, I'm still a Bernie man. I think Bernie is still going to get it. But like I've said before, I would rather bad people support somebody... For a or I'd rather bad people support somebody good for a bad reason than bad people support somebody bad for a bad reason. So I think Andrew Yang reason. is much better than what the white supremacists are supporting now, and so I'm okay with him supporting him. But I think he's pretty dead on in what he says here. So I'll play this clip. Give him a little shout-out. Play, please. Play, please. Do it. Do it. And legalizing marijuana, there's a lot of money to be made from that as well. So what no. do you think about that, and where, where should that money go? Uh, I'm for the uh, legalization of marijuana, remove it from the controlled substance list, in part because our administration of the criminal laws are deeply racist. Uh, it's very obvious to everyone. So uh, on April 20th, 2021, I'm going to pardon everyone who's in uh, prison for a low-level nonviolent drug offense. I like your marketing strategy. For yeah, that's a good marketing strategy, but guess what? I don't think you can pardon people who have been committed and been tried of state crimes, right? I think most weed bust or on the state level and i don't think he has maybe i'm wrong about that but i don't think he has the authority to pardon people for state crimes so not gonna work uh, i like the energy i like the thought but in practice you won't have that power 420 baby because it makes no sense to have people in jail for stuff that's legal in, in some parts of the country mm -hmm. True. and then True. there'd be a lot of money and and i know there are bills that want to channel that money to african-american businesses and communities which is a great idea yeah because we were affected so much by these marijuana laws so good idea just you don't have the authority to do that and you should probably look into what your authorities are before you try to run for president because it's a little bit embarrassing but at the same time like i said andrew yang growing on me if the white supremacists and the shitlords have to support someone, I guess they could do a lot worse than fucking Andrew Yang. So now we're going to shit on Eric Weinstein a little bit. Oh my God, Eric Weinstein. Let me read this fucking galaxy brain quote he made. To me, woke is the privileged generation running our family business into the ground every damn day and joyriding at night in cars we can't afford. Doing donuts on the front lawn of our family home while crank calling the neighbors. How that makes me right wing is beyond me. I don't even know what the fuck he's talking about. Like literally nothing, none of this has anything to do with being woke, quote unquote. And I've been called being woke. And basically, as far as I could tell, all it is is examining history and understanding how the history of the things we have done affects today and trying to make broad social changes that make the system more fair for everyone. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Dude. It has nothing to do with that. He goes on to say, I want to. I won't try to love these kids. I want to help find them meaningful, constructive purposes, homes of their own with families and futures. I know they are shaming me and all of us on social media because they are feeling ashamed of themselves. I want to talk about why and heal us. No, dude. 
I don't shit on you because I'm ashamed of myself. I shit on you because I'm ashamed of you. Because you continuously say stupid bullshit. Because you continuously defend people like Candace Owens. Because you continuously defend people like Tucker Carlson. Because you continuously signal boost for people like Jordan Peterson, who lied about Bill C-16, which directly hurt the trans community. Because you continuously help prop up these people who lie about the postmodernist boogeyman that is used, much like Alex Jones uses the Illuminati to scare people into making money. That's why we dislike you. It has nothing to do with this other bullshit you diarrhea out of your fucking mouth. I don't even know what the fuck you're even talking about. It's so stupid. You, you can't own up to anything. You guys can't take responsibility for anything. So you have to just tell yourself anything. The, the kids hate me for this. The kids hate me because I'm an awesome person. You know, it's the kids. It's not me. No, motherfucker. It's you. And anti-social media says, no, Weinstein. And wine is right. Isn't crying over nothing, yet again, this time it's pure projection. Yes, Eric is unable to hold down a normal job, but he can drive like a cool dude while whilst owning the squares next door. The coolest 53-year-old we've ever known. Respect. And it's just cringe, dude. All these intellectual dark web guys are just so fucking cringe. I don't know why they have a following. They're not, as far as I can tell, all that intelligent. They're not all that good of speakers. They don't have all that good ideas on positions. It's just, hey, we're anti-SJW, so gotta love us. And that's what they do, you know. People love them because they're anti-SJWs. I refuse to believe that Brett is legitimately just realizing that Candace Owens is a partisan hack. So I guess uh, they usually always stand for Candace Owens. They always sign and give her shout-outs and try to boost her up. But he's actually speaking out against Candace Owens for once, and I actually appreciate that he's doing this. Candace first said, let me see what Candace said first, and then I can read you what he said. Here she is. Patriotism transcends race, sex, and gender. I love, a love of country is the one thing that can unite all Americans based upon philosophy. The left wants to pervert patriotism because the left seeks to destroy America. Class and racial welfare is their ultimate goal. That's right, folks. Class and, class and racial welfare is my ultimate goal. I want to destroy America. I hate America. Liberals are evil. It's not at all that I just want all Americans to have access to affordable health care. It's not at all that I'm afraid that we might be destroying our environment and we need to do more to combat global warming so that we not, do not end all life on Earth. It's not at all that I don't think it's fair to give billionaires trillions of dollars in tax cuts that's fucking over our working class people. It's not at all that I think we should have regulations on Wall Street so they cannot create a financial crash like they did before. No, it's because I'm evil and want to destroy America. It's just... I mean, this is what the right does. They just make caricatures out of us, and they fight against these caricatures and their dumbasses that love them, believe it, and they vote against their own best interests because of it. But, like, surely you people can see directly through this. I hope. I mean, I guess, I guess many conservatives can't because they still support these people, but it's just so obvious, right? And uh, anyway, let's, let's see what Brett had to say directly to her. He said, if you must radically change your mind within a tweet, you should at least move in the direction of insights. How is this confusing? She begins by invoking a love of country as a unifying force, then lobs a grenade into the peace talk she has called for. The left seeks to destroy America. Good call. Thank you for calling her out, Brett Weinstein. I disagree with you for the most part, but at least you're actually trying to stand up for something right every once in a while. 
And uh, he also went on to say, interesting, that having caught good liberals in the crossfire with her divisive tweet, real Candace O shows no sign of correcting her error, leaves the impression that with her message playing so well on the partisan right, she has no desire to play fair with the patriotic left. This is what they all do, motherfucker. You're just now realizing this. You're just now realizing that this is the entire fucking playbook of all the people you continuously stand for, like Dave Rubin and uh, like Jordan Peterson. They all fucking do this. They have no interest in being good faith against the left or having good faith arguments against the left. All they want to do is demonize, build a straw man, build a their own version of the Illuminati to fight against, and you, for the most part, rah-rah them to death. Wake up and stop doing it, dude. It's not like it's new or something that's just started happening. It's something that's always happened with these people. Uh, and this is, uh, yeah, Candace is all pissed off because I guess Charlize Theron has a three-year-old girl, I guess it was born biologically a boy, but decided that she's a girl. And so Candace is like, okay, well, you know, I'm not going to put any kind of, uh, any kind of the gender roles upon them, any, whatever society tells you that you're supposed to do. I'm not going to put that upon my child. If my child wants to be a girl, then I will let them want to be a girl as long as they want to be. And if they say I want to be a boy, they can be a boy. I'll just let them do whatever they want to do and live their own life. And I will not put my own, rules sets upon them to force them to being the way I want them to be. I will let them choose their own path. And uh, Candace Owen ain't fucking having it. She pissed. She's like, Charlize Theron says her son is now a daughter because she looked at me when she was three years old and said, I am not a boy. I used to nanny for a toddler who insisted she was a mermaid. I, the adult, made her get out of the tub anyway. She is now happy human at 12 years old. Okay, well, fine. Like when, if the kid gets older and decides they want to be a boy, then they can be a boy. They can be whatever the fuck they want to be. If they decide that the gender roles they feel more comfortable about leaning towards is female, they can do that. Who gives a shit? Why does society have to put whatever they want onto these children and let the children decide for themselves? I just don't understand that. It's dumb. Uh, next up, yeah, Chris Yossity. He could chew on shit on Eric Weinstein. I didn't boost it up enough. I was supposed to talk about that in the last segment, but she basically explains to Eric exactly why the fuck we shame you. I shame you on social media because you spread total bullshit. No one wants your love, dude. No one wants your help. Dude, you suck. Fix that. Let other people worry about themselves. That's why we don't like you, dude. It has nothing to do with the fact that you're just so awesome. We can't understand how awesome you are and how much you're trying to help us. No, you put out shitty takes. You're dumb. You support people that are dumb. You're ignorant, and that's why we're against you. It's as simple as that. And uh, typical of the right getting triggered by everything, this guy, Sonny Brunt. Sonny Bunch. He even got a fucking blue check mark by his name. He can't finish his grocery store run because his eyes rolled out of his head. Oh, no. Brawny says strength has no gender, and it has women on the fucking package. Oh, my God. They're going to go woke and get broke. They're trying to shove their feminist agenda down our throat. But, dude, like women buy such a large amount of the needs for the household, including probably most of the paper towels. And so putting women on there and saying, hey, that's no gender. That's just good business sense. That's capitalism. Don't you guys love capitalism? And who cares if they give a shout-out to women? Strength doesn't have fucking a gender, right? Having a big brawny guy on the fucking cover at all times and, this is big manly man shit. And trying to say that that's what being brawny and being strong is. It's a masculine trait. You know, it is kind of outdated. It's an outdated thought. You can be incredibly strong as a gen- as a female gender. And it doesn't have any fucking thing to do with the gender. And it's no problem that brawny towels has certain advertisement that points this shit out. And 
they're obviously trying to suck up to women to buy their paper towels, but who gives a shit? Buy something else if you don't like it. Stop being triggered by everything, you sensitive goddamn snowflakes. So silly. And you guys remember that Easter that uh, President Trump could not even remember what the name of the White House is? And <laughs> In fact, he... Everybody to keep this incredible... So hilarious this guy's our president. It's so hard to believe that this motherfucker, a guy who can barely put a sentence together, is our president. First he says the White House has no name, and then he names it something else. But listen, it's funny. All of the people that work so hard with Melania, with everybody to keep this incredible house or building or whatever you want to call it, because there really is no name for it. It is special. And it's we keep house, it dude. in tip-top shape. We call it sometimes tippy-top shape. <laughs> Look at her face. She's like, dude, we've never, ever once said that ever. Look at this guy. Look at this. Even the rabbit don't believe what he's saying. He's like, what the fuck is he saying? There's no name for the White House. If only there was some name for the White House. But instead, we call it Tippy Top Shape. That's the name we gave this house, this large White House with no name. It's called the Tippy Top Shape House. God, if you voted for this person, you should be embarrassed every day of your life. You should wake up embarrassed. You should go to sleep embarrassed. You should dream about being embarrassed every fucking day. And like, he's such an idiot. Even when he does something so unbelievably simple. Like, sends out a condolence tweet to the people of Sri Lanka. He can't even do that shit right. Heartfelt condolences from the people of the United States to the people of Sri Lanka on the horrible terrorist attack on churches and hotels that have killed at least 138 million people. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? There's only, like, what, 22 million people in the entire country, yet somehow 138 million were killed in terrorist attacks this Sunday. Oh, God, dude. I know it's just a typo, but... Don't you proofread? You're the president. At least pick somebody. At least get a fucking unpaid intern to read your shit before you post it. So embarrassing that this guy's the leader of the fucking free world. Like, this is why aliens won't visit. Seriously. Would you? If Trump was the leader of the fucking free world, would you ever make yourself known to the people? I wouldn't. And so this is hilarious. This is uh, your typical Trump supporter person that works for Trump. So I guess this chick's going to be one of the main new people in the Trump administration and hear her because going to say how honest uh, the secretary of speech is listed there. The new national press secretary for the president's re-election campaign. So we'll be seeing a lot of you over the next uh, few months, Kaylee. I uh, want to put a question to you that we put to Press Secretary Sarah Sanders a, a long time back when she first took the job. Uh, and in light of some of the uh, reports documented uh, misstatements, some might call them lies uh, coming from her in the White House. Um, can you promise the American people and the voters that when you represent the president and you speak on his behalf during this campaign that you're always going to tell the truth to the best of your ability? Absolutely. And I've known Sarah Sanders for a very long time. Um, my first job was for her father, actually. Uh, she's an honest person with great integrity. I can attest to her character, her honesty, oh, her God. truthfulness. I will do the same. And I could only hope to be uh, as truthful as I think Sarah has been. Oh, God. We're doomed. I'm going to lie as much as Sarah Sanders does. And she will, undoubtedly. And what he's talking about is it just came out, and she admitted to this. This is in the Mueller report, that she lied about a bunch of shit she said. And she came out directly, and she said, yep, I was just lying about the whole thing. Sanders claimed on May 10th, 2017, the day after Comey was fired, that countless members of the FBI opposed Comey was a slip of the tongue, Sanders told the special counsel's office in an interview. Sanders repeated that slip of the tongue during a preface 
a press briefing following the day when skeptical White House reporters questioned her on her claim that Comey did not have support within the FBI's rank. One reporter asked what basis the White House had for that conclusion, given that the FBI's acting director had publicly said that Comey still had the support among FBI agents. I can speak to my own personal experience, Sanders told the White House press. I've heard from countless members of the FBI that are grateful and thankful for the president's decision, she went on. I've certainly heard from a large number of individuals, and that's just myself, and I don't know that many people in the FBI. You personally have talked to countless officials, employees, since this happened, another reporter asked. Correct, Sanders said. I mean, really, the second reporter asked. Between, like, email, text messages? Absolutely, Sanders says. 50, 60, 70, the reporter asked. Look, we're not going to get into a numbers game. I have heard from a large number of individuals that work at the FBI that said they're very happy with the president's decision. I don't know what else I can say. A year later interviews with the special counsel's office, Sanders said that her statement in separate press interview that rank-and-file FBI agents had lost confidence in Comey's was a comment she made in the heat of the moment that was not founded on anything. So she basically lied. She lied multiple times. They just lie whenever they, whenever it suits them about, about anything, about any fucking subject. They would just say, yeah, I talked to a million people. I talked to a million people yesterday and they all agree with us. And then they'll admit later, nope, didn't talk to a single fucking person, just made that up. But then what they'll say is, but the Democrats lie worse. Why are you even calling me out for this shit when the Democrat lies worse? And that's exactly what she said here. That was her response. So anyway... This other chick's going to be exactly as truthful as she is, no doubt, which is a dirty, dirty fucking liar. That's who Trump attracts because that's who Trump is. It's as simple as that. If you voted for any of these people, fucking shame on you. And your galaxy brain Stefan Mule nuts again. If politicians were really concerned with, global, with climate change, they would be promoting homeschooling. Galaxy brain. What the fuck, dude? Like... Sending your kid to school in a bus is going to make a huge bit of difference as opposed to homeschooling them at home. It just it doesn't. That's a very, very, very little change that's going to be made. Where the change needs to be made is on big industry, big businesses. And, you know, and the vast number of cars need to be made electric cars. We need more renewable forms of energy. It's very simple. It has nothing to fucking do with people sending their kids to school or being homeschooled. It's just stupid thoughts from a stupid man. As per usual, from Stefan Mule Nuts. And uh, here's my new favorite TikTok of all time. Bitch, what's up? Pause it. I get it to go large. This is basically pointing out how billionaires, when the Notre Dame Cathedral burned, all immediately pledged millions and millions of dollars to have it rebuilt. They have already, I don't know how many tens or hundreds of millions people are going to pledge to rebuild this church because it's so important. But it comes to the actual poor people and actual the water situation in Flint, Michigan. Where the fuck are these people? Suddenly they're nowhere to be found. Hey, bitch. What's up? You know, I'd, I'd really like to do that, but I don't have any fucking money. Like, like, I don't have any fucking money. Hey, bitch. Do you really, really, really want to go hard? Go in the yeah, one billion in two days when it comes to a fucking church. But when it comes to poor people not having water, money for that. Elon Musk said he was going to fix the Flint, Michigan water problem. He said he was going to single-handedly fix it, and I hadn't heard shit from that. I don't know if he fixed it or not, but better get all that, Elon. Are you Batman or not? Do it, dude. And I just thought I'd point out this. This is the kind of shit you see all the time. Conservatives continuously lie, Photoshop shit, and people believe it. 
Like the reason why you should never, ever, ever run for public office. Skeletons in here is AOC. And look, oh, she's being mildly slutty by doing the splits and putting her crotch out on the air. But nope, it's photoshopped. Here's the original picture. Here's the chick actually doing it, not even wearing white. They would just smear and slander anybody with anything. And it works because they know that most of the people that follow them, that follow these accounts, that look at these memes, they won't actually go bother looking at themselves. They would just see it and they would take it as fucking gospel. And they already hate her. So you're just giving them a further reason to hate her and they want to believe it. So they will. That's how it works. I want to believe you. Therefore, I do. And that ends the portion of Facebook and Twitter of the show. Now we're going to finish up the show by looking at some religious bullshit stories in the last 30 minutes here. Let me stop to read the Super Chats real quick. Super Chats. Everybody's like, Dusty, stop singing so much. Why the fuck do you sing all the time? Because I want to. Suck a dick. Having fun doing the show. So let's see. We got uh, Andrew Bourne. Send me another $20. Dusty, I give you a lot of credit for speaking out against the anti-HW narrative. Same with Thunderfoot speaking his mind. Had you gotten the hint... Of any other popular anti-SCWs that have started to change their tune. Uh, I get the feeling that Shu on Head would like to distance herself from it if she could, but she also doesn't have the guts or the ability to own up to the shit that she's done, the massive amount of shit that she's done. And so until she owns up to it, she's not going to find forgiveness or redemption from the left-wing people who are like, okay, it's fine to make mistakes, but you have to fucking own up to your mistakes and use them as a teaching tool to help other people not make the same mistakes and you have to change your behavior. I mean, that's the least you can do to be worthy of redemption. So she's not really willing to do that, so I don't know if, if she's actually going to ever make it that far. And I think TJ, to a lesser degree, is, has tried to distance himself, but I don't know if he's going to be able to do it too. Faraday Speaks is another one of these guys that used to be, uh, he's not all that popular yet, but at least he's kind of speaking out against how the anti issue movement and um, how the alt-right kind of sucked him in and made him become made him change from being a liberal to kind of a, a shitlord. And he kind of got out of it a little bit and is telling his story on it. So he's one to check out. I might have him on the show sometime and we'll talk about it. The Koch, the Koch brothers fun. I call them the Koch. The Koch brothers fund the alt-right. Yep, they definitely do. A lot of these uh, billionaires do, like the Ferris Wilkes brothers. The Wilkes brothers uh, are the ones that are funding PragerU, who Dave Rubin works for and Jordan Peterson works for. So, yep, all these right-wing dudes, they fund the shit. Out of the right, and that's why a lot of you are getting brainwashed by their shit because you're falling for the propaganda billionaires. Two hundred dollars Mexican, which I think is like fifteen dollars in American. I finally learned. I thought I was rich, and I was like, nope, not rich. But thank you anyway. Pretty, pretty good of you, Donkey Show. Okay, I'll say it. Zizek is just plain off-putting. He fails at making unappealing ideas attractive. He fails at standing up to punditry. But his suffering succotash speech impediment is stomach-churning fail. Yeah, it's just, like, I don't want to make fun of him too bad because I know he has problems and issues and tics, and, but it's just, just continue just slurping and, I mean, it's just, it is very, very, very off-putting. I think the guy really needs to have a young, handsome protege that, memorizes all his shit and goes out and speaks for him because he just ain't got it. This ain't it, Chief. I hate that saying. I hate that fucking saying, but it, it kind of applies. Another $100 from 100 Mexican from Donkey Show. Appreciate it. Africans sold out by their own people as if there were a monolith. If they're monolith, yeah. Warring tribes sold POWs to whites, Jews, and Arabs. Yep. It's like, hey, some black people sold people, so why are you blaming white people for having slaves and torturing them for 100 years and making laws that oppress them? And even after slavery was over, continue to make laws that oppress them. And even after the laws were abolished, continuing to oppress them even after that. Why do you got to blame white people for that? Because that's what they did, and they set up a whole system based off white supremacy that is still to this day oppressing minorities? 
I don't know. I just thought. That's my thought. Andrew Board, seventy-five dollars. I know, Dusty. Aren't whites so persecuted? I've had such a hard life. I'll tell you what. My life's been so bad being white. Every time I go out, I'm treated so poorly because of the color of my skin. And it's just bullshit. Like, I live in an all-black neighborhood in an area that's mostly black. Usually when I go out to the stores right here, I'm the only white person around. And I am not treated poorly at all. If anything, just the opposite. I can tell I have white privilege. By the way, everybody fucking treats me like I go out here. I'm like, a, nobody knows who I am, but they still, because I'm the only white guy right here, they treat me almost like a celebrity. It's like, hey, it's the white boy. Like, I go to the liquor store, and black folks are like, hey, you want to come to my birthday party, white boy? Yeah, we're getting a bunch of liquor. Come to my birthday party. And I'm like, I wish I could, but I don't drink anymore. But they're super fucking nice. And like, I've, I don't think I've ever applied for a job that I didn't get. Like, I don't, I can't think of a single job I've ever applied for that I didn't get. So I'm not sure if that's because I'm white or what, but it just feels like I've had lots of advantages. Eric Weinstein defended Candace Owen. Do spill the tea, Dusty. They defended her before, yeah, but I'd have to pull up the, the old tweets. Or maybe it was his brother. I don't know. They, I get them mixed up. They look the same. They both have the same stupid haircut. Looks like a wig. Beth Houghton. Dotted on said the kids most likely have Trump parents. Yeah, probably. Disgustingly. Beth Houghton sent me four ninety nine. Thank you, Beth. And I am Batman. Send me a dollar. Thank you to both of you. Appreciate it. Last chance to get in the super chats. Super chats. Gonna finish the story. Finish the show up by reading some religious bullshit. The few religious stories that aren't going to make it into my next video. So your last chance to get into the Super Chats. Every question will be answered. No question dodged. Ask me about my sex life. Ask me about my penis size. Ask me whatever you want to ask me. I'm not scared. I'll handle that shit. So, this is kind of funny. In a letter to the Irish government, bishops admitted religion makes kids dumber. So basically, the gist of it is this. Um, they wanted to make religion available to kids in the classroom. They wanted the kids to take these religious classes. But a lot of kids opted out, and they didn't want to take religious classes. So instead of putting these kids into, like, a study hall where they could just sit there and be bored and not do anything, they wanted to make these kids, like, not, not the religious people, but the school wanted to make these kids take other classes. You know, if you're not taking a religious class, go take a AP biology class or a math class or something, an extra class, whatever, to learn from. And the religious people weren't having it. They were like, what? You're letting them take extra classes? That gives them an advantage. No, they shouldn't be able to do that. Those that opt out of the religious classes shouldn't be allowed to take other classes. They should have to just go to study halls and put their heads down and shit. If they don't, learn, if they don't, don't want to learn about the Bible, they shouldn't be able to learn about anything. We think this is a problem. This is an unfair advantage. No, dude. If they want to go learn, if they don't want to learn about the Bible, they should be able to learn about other things. You know, If they don't want to be fucking brainwashed by your ancient dogma, they should have absolute ability to go actually learn science and shit that'll help them improve their lives. And the fact that you're scared about it and you don't want them to do it just shows that you know that your religion makes people dumber and you know that the kids that take their religious classes are getting behind and you don't want that to happen. So you want to make it harder on the other kids. See right through you. And some of this dumbass church that actually exists says that drinking bleach is a miracle cure and continues to do damage. And apparently they just... uh. I'll go ahead and read it. The church is asking attendants of the meeting to donate $450 to $800 each per couple in exchange for receiving membership to the organization as well as a package of the bleach, which they call sacraments. The chemical is referred to as MMS or Miracle Mineral Solution or Supplement. And participants are promised they will cure, they, no, they will acquire the knowledge to help heal many of the world's terrible diseases. In fact, MMS consists of chlorine dioxide, a powerful bleach that is used both on textiles and in the industrial treatment of water. It has been banned in several countries around the world for use as medical treatment. And so 
Here's a video they put out of a little kid being fed this. Supposedly it's going to treat malaria or something. Just crazy as fuck. And they should not have tax exempt status. They should not be allowed. Like, I think there should be a case made whether they should actually be allowed on pages like Facebook and stuff to spread this shit. Some people are like, free speech. They're the free speech. But I mean, do you have free speech to tell people they should drink bleach? I mean, to be serious, not like Chris Reagan does where he's joking and says, drink bleach, you know, but like really telling people to drink bleach. Is that a freedom of speech issue? Should you be able to say things that are obviously going to harm people? Not really sure about that one. That's kind of a gray area that deserves discussing. Now, this one is God, good Christian parents get life in prison for torturing their 12 kids. Remember these assholes? They fucking chained their kids up, beat them in torturing, and now they're going to get life. Fucking good, right? And uh, the, the kids were sad about it. The kids were like, I love my parents. You know, I know they did the best they could, but no, they didn't. They're fucking psychopaths who beat and tortured you guys. And they went to jail forever, and they should be in jail forever. Good. Make examples, examples out of them. Throw away the key. Lock these motherfuckers up. And uh, evangelicals put out a statement on artificial intelligence. And guess what? They're like, no sex robots, please. No sex robots. That goes against Jesus. Jesus does not want you to fuck a robot. We deny that death and disease effects of the fall can ultimately be eradicated apart from Jesus Christ. Utilitarian applications regarding healthcare distribution should not override the dignity of human life. Furthermore, we reject the materialist and consequentialist worldview that understands medical applications of AI as a means of improving, changing, or competing human beings. They're basically like, no, dude, AI won't heal us. Only fucking Jesus Christ will heal us. Don't put your faith in AI. Don't put your faith in computers. Don't put your faith in modern medical science. Put it in Jesus. And they also say, we deny that the pursuit of sexual pleasure is a justification for the development or use of AI. And we condemn the objectification of humans that result from employing AI for sexual purpose. Dude, I'm going to fuck the shit out of some robots. You have no idea. I'm going to butt fuck a robot. I'm going to face fuck a robot. I'm going to slit new holes in that robot just to fuck the new holes. You have no idea what I'm going to do to these fucking robots. Just to spite you. Just to trigger the Christians. Gonna fu- I'm going to fuck the feet of those robots. I'm going to fuck the shit out of some robot feet. You have no idea. Gonna come all over those robot feet. Pray to Jesus about it. See if he helps you. And uh, E.W. Jackson says, Pete Buddy Gag, is that how you pronounce it? Buddy Gag? I don't know how you pronounce this guy's name. Wants to turn the country into a homocracy. Homocracy or homocracy. I guess that's how you pronounce it. Homocracy. Apparently, this is some radio host, this right-wing politician. And he was on the radio talking about that gay guy that's running for presidentially. And he's like, a normal man is disgusted by the idea of two men kissing each other on the mouth. A normal man is disgusted by that. This is how normal people feel, and they are basically forced to suppress those feelings because of the gay mafia and the degree to which they will try to destroy anybody who won't go along. Uh, no, dude. Normal dudes don't give a fuck if two dudes are kissing. I could not give a shit less. If you're not kissing me, what the fuck business is it on mine? It ain't no mine of my business. Like... Kiss them, butt fuck them, suck each other's dick. I don't give a shit. What the fuck? If you're not gay, you're not worried about somebody sucking your dick, then who gives a shit, dude? You need a fucking hobby. And then he goes on to say, if Buddy Guy were to become president, he will use the power of the government to shut down Christian broadcasters. Yeah, right. What the fuck? You guys always playing the fucking victim. Nobody's trying to shut your asses down. No one gives a shit. We can just beat you with facts and logic. You end up making fun of yourselves, and so you're easy to be. And businesses, because LGBTQ activists want nothing more than to put Christians in jail and to turn America into a homocracy, homocracy, or however you pronounce that. Dude, 
Please, please. No one believes that. I mean, maybe. Maybe there's some fringe Christians who actually believe the fear you're trying to sell them, but really. It's so silly. You know, liberals trying to put you in fucking jail for that stupid bullshit. Keep spouting your hatred. We'll keep combating you with logic and reason. And what's happening will continue to happen to you. And that's that Christianity is dying. They just did like a, a new survey. And I think we're down to like 50% of Americans attending church now, which is an all-time low. We're killing you guys. We're destroying you. But you're actually doing it yourself with bigotry like this. And so please keep it up. And a bunch of global Christians claim that Jesus appeared in the Notre Dame fire. And here we go. Boom. Look at that. There's Jesus. There he is. He was right up in the flames being like, I'm burning this whole shit down. Isn't Jesus awesome? Nope. If that's true, isn't Jesus a dickhead, man? Why the fuck would Jesus be in the flames of a fucking church burning down? What is wrong with you people? I just don't get it, dude. So Leslie was quickly inundated with social media users who also believed they could see the outline of Jesus within the roaring flames. I feel like it will bring comfort to people in Paris all over the world at this sad time. Why would that bring comfort to people? Why would the thought that Jesus is in the flames of a church he is burning bring you comfort? Would it make you scared? Fucking Jesus has gone crazy. He burning all of us. Everybody run. Jesus on the loose. You fucking morons. And one last story. It's actually a video, but I will play it. I don't know what the fuck's going on. What the fuck's happening with Christians? Dude, like this gets worse and worse and more stupid and more stupid. So I, I guess... I guess this is a youth group pastor or something, and he wanted to teach the kids a lesson about the love of Jesus. So he's like, I'm going to show you how much love Jesus has for you. I'm going to allow you kids to abuse me, and I'm not going to do anything about it. Love you exactly as Jesus loves you. And just watch. Seriously, what the fuck? I just can't even explain. They're spitting in his face, first of all. I guess you can see that. Seriously, they've just gone beyond fucking crazy, right? 
The incident took place Monday after school at Impact City Church in Pascacala, Ohio. The church is right across the street from the local high school and middle school, and students often go to the church as a place to hang out until their parents pick them up. Imagine you you went and picked your kids up and you found out, what'd you do today? Oh, well, we cut a fucking preacher with a steak knife. What? It's an easy way to proselytize to a captive audience. Yesterday's associate pastor, Jadius Dempsey, used the opportunity to teach kids about Jesus and the crucifixion in the worst way possible. The mother of a youth who reportedly employed a knife-handed him by Dempsey to cut the associate pastor at his invitation said she was alerted to the video by a friend. She told Advocate News partner IOTV in an on-camera interview she went to the church with her husband to get their son. The mother of that youth identified only as Mandy by IOTV said she and her husband would not be sending their son back to the church. The parents of the boy who used the knife told IOTV or is that 10TV? I don't know. They are seeking a personal apology. No one posted to Facebook. Not one posted to Facebook. They also told 10TV they had to contact. They had contacted the Licking County Sheriff's Office regarding the incident. So yeah, and then I guess he gave an apology. Let's see what his apology was. That's too long. My name is Justin Ross, and I'm the lead pastor of Impact City Church in Patasco, Ohio. And I wanted to take a moment to explain a situation that took place here during our student after-school hangouts. Each Monday, we invite students to come across the street. All right, you're boring. I'll just read it. After admitting Dempsey's actions were inappropriate, Ross goes on to say they did it because something, something, who the hell cares, something, something, Jesus. And all of you totally would have heard it. <laughs> and all of you totally would have heard that if the camera had kept rolling. Yes, that was the problem. The problem is the camera didn't roll far enough past the stabbing him with a knife, spitting in his face, and slapping him for you to get the deep, meaningful meaning what they were trying to go for, right? So sad, so cringy. But then Ross goes on to describe what wasn't posted on social media. He said Dempsey then sat down with the students and explained to them about this guy named Jesus, who thousands of years ago, he was put on the trial for a crime he didn't commit, and he was beaten, he was broken, he was whipped, he was crucified, and he died as an innocent man. He chose to allow it to happen. So I'm basically just like Jesus. No, dude, you're just a fucking creepy-ass weirdo. And you shouldn't be anywhere around kids ever. They should immediately remove you from the church and make sure you never have any action with kids for the rest of your fucking life. Asshole. All right. So no new Super Chats. Oh, well. Appreciate you guys who supported the show thus far. It means a lot. Last chance to say some of the Super Chats if you want to while I'm ending up the show. As always, if you guys want to support the show, please consider supporting it on Patreon, Patreon Fresh Podcast. And also, if you look at the description, you can send me direct tips through streamlabs.com, Fresh Dusty Smith. Also, direct tips through PayPal at coldfilty2 at gmail.com. Lots of ways you can support the show. And also, as always, kind words are a method of currency. So if you guys want to say kind things to me, I'd appreciate it. And as you guys can see through the comments, most of the comments are always fucking bad for this shit. Because trolls hate me and they want to make my life miserable, but you can't because I don't really give that much of a fuck. But kind words do help encourage me to do more. And if you guys want to see more of the show, please consider saying something nice. But even better, support me on Patreon and on my Super Chats. That is the best way to do it. And let me look at the chat real fast to see if there's any good questions here in the chat. Holla for a dollar, hell yeah. All right, just all kinds of stuff. For those of you guys who don't know, I actually go back through and I actually read all the... Uh, comments you guys leave during the live chat I go, I go back and watch the videos and i actually leave the video on mute and i just watch what you guys say in the live chat so i actually do hear what you guys are saying i am paying attention so you guys leave more messages for me and i will read them and we'll continue doing this little journey together i'm having a lot of fun doing this and i really appreciate you guys hanging out with me 
and uh, supporting me. And I'm going to continue to do this as long as you guys want me to. And I will be back Friday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern for another show. Going to have another great show then. And until then, I'll see you guys soon. I love you guys and appreciate you joining me. Later, dudes. Logic. Fuck yes. Have a good night, dudes.